G'day and welcome to On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week or fortnight that was in sport, unofficially brought to you by Capital Brewing Com out of... Still. Yeah, still working on these ones from your wedding. How many have you got left? A few boxes. Uh, I checked this morning, there's three cases left. That's okay, we're making a dent, we're making a dent. This week's show, the Oz Open, the uh, the two weeks of the year where we get really fired up about tennis because it's in a really convenient time zone, <laughs> the weather's warm, a few beers and uh, and tennis tennis in prime time, yeah, a bit of heatwave action, uh, as seems to be the case every Australian Open, Melbourne seems to turn it on in terms of the weather uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, but Arena Sabalenka, she's made, uh, mm. got her maiden title and uh, Joker and Sitsipas tonight, plus cricket. Big. Turns out Steve Smith is really, really, really <laughs> good at cricket, whether he's wearing white, whether he's wearing magenta, hot pink, he's hot at cricket. Big, bu- big Bash finals, we still don't really understand exactly how they work. It's some kind of top five with qualifiers and eliminators and the That's rest it. of it. The names that trip us up every year. Yeah, I think so. Names, not our forte on this podcast. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, India looked a bit scary against New Zealand as they tend to in white ball cricket, although it did drop a T20 uh, over the weekend. NFL playoffs championship weekend, baby. Mm. Let it rain. I'm doing my rain dance here. Uh, <laughs> rain day tomorrow means me on the couch in the morning watching uh, the championship games. We are talking 49ers, Eagles. We're talking Bengals, Chiefs, NBA. The All Stars are announced. And there's a guy called LeBron James. You may or may not have heard of him. He's pretty close to getting the all-time scoring record. Rugby league is not too far around the corner. Uh, hopefully, if, things, if it starts, if things go to plan, <laughs> we'll discuss that. Uh, a little bit of EPL, FA Cup, uh, Everton, an absolute mess. And new light heavyweight champion yeah. of the world, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Uh, knocks out Glover Teixeira. Well, didn't knock him out. He uh, ended his career, I suppose, 43. We'll talk about Glover glowingly, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Please remember, we have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like. Check us out on the socials, subscriptions, etc. cetera. Uh, and check out the Carlton Draft. That's Carlton, D-R-A-F-T. Use the code ESKY for 20% off any of their gear. We like to start off the show by shouting a beer to commend Good work in the sporting arena. Uh, Sean, you're going to your Denver Broncos? Yes, is that yes. is that the plan? I'll start, but before I do, Jimmy, can you just adjust Peps? I think Peps is a little bit too loud. Uh, in, in life or my microphone? Microphone, probably, in, pro- in this case. Probably, probably does. <laughs> probably both. <laughs> we, we may have bumped it with a bit of practice in, around there. Okay, cool. Maybe. Have That's you good. got the sound effects ready to go, by the way? We'll have to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Quick check, quick check. Okay, shout a beer for me. Uh, I had one from last week, which was the big story about uh, Derek Wolf uh, with his hunting down of a massive mountain lion that was terrorizing people in Colorado. So, (laughs) full full movie kind of storyline with that. Um, So, I recommend anyone that wants to know more about that, check it out. He did Uh, it with his bare hands, did he? I don't think so, but it was massive. Like it was a, it was a huge uh, mountain lion. So it was, big old bobcat. Yeah, yeah, the wolf hunting the the mountain lion. Is what it wasn't bare hands. I'm pretty sure it was bow and arrow. Yes, uh, yeah, it was at least. Yeah, cheating. <laughs> wolves, wolves tend to use their teeth, though. They hunt in packs. You know, <laughs> uh, but the one I did wanted to shout a beer out. Um, to, 
continuing, continuing, I guess, a terrible theme of mine of um, past Broncos that have health issues. Mm. Uh, Peyton Hillis actually out of hospital, so that's, full that's covered and yep. um, nice he's been uh, dismissed. But this week, uh, Chris Baker, nose tackle for Denver and Washington, had a stroke during the week Jesus. at 35. So oh, 35. Um, they're saying it's a miracle he's alive, uh, but luckily yeah. the case is he is and he seems to be doing all right and recovering. Um, but yeah, another, another Denver Bronco, former Denver Bronco there with um, uh, some bad health issues. And you can kind of see the, I guess, the uh, the toll it takes of a big boy playing nose tackle yeah. and, the, and the size yeah. and et cetera. And uh, I've all accounts, I think he's lost a bunch of weight since he stopped playing, but still 35 for a stroke is not what you want to be having. Maybe a non-alcoholic beer for him to have. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Take it easy, take yeah, it easy. And, and wishing him uh, a good recovery. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, it's one of the few sports in the world where a few of the positions – require you to be obese yeah. to put it lightly uh, yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, you know Joe Thomas uh, you know mm-hmm. probably future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. in terms of uh, uh, there's heaps of them he, the heaps of the offensive linemen as soon as they, they retire they, they finish, drop 60 pounds yeah and they start swimming and running and they just drop all this weight but yeah. they need to be big man mountains to, to yes. stop you know the the defenders getting to the quarterback well you see it yeah. they they the extra cushioning is definitely used to help uh, like a long NFL season like mm. they they you see the guys that maybe a little bit undersized struggle a little bit, and the guys that are a bit more pudgy um, can take those extra hits a bit longer. So it's yeah, it's it's an interesting, I guess, uh, science into the, the human body mm. um, studying NFL offensive linemen. Wishing him mm. a speedy recovery, mm. Monks. Yeah. Uh, you've got a retirement down here. Yeah, yeah. So this week I am shouting Dan Christian a beer. Um, I suppose we talk a lot about the differences between the short form and um, long form with cricket. Uh, Dan Christian obviously being a specialist in that short form for quite a long time. Uh, yeah, he's decided last week uh, to... Did you hang up the boots? Hang up the bat? bat. Gloves. gloves. Hang up the yeah, gloves. Let's go gloves. gloves. He's a bit of an um, all-rounder, but yeah. He is an all-rounder, yeah. Um, yeah, decided to hang up the gloves and call it a day um, from cricket. So just quickly reading out some of his T20 stats, um, which was obviously a special. He played for around about... 1508 uh, games uh, made 5809 runs um, 200s uh, being an all-rounder he uh, took 280 wickets uh, his best bowling performance was 5 for 14 BBL not that long ago yeah yeah that's it um, and yeah he's sort of just been that I guess gun for hire all across the world played for so many teams 19. 19 I knew teams. he played for a bit, yeah. 19 different <laughs> T20 teams. Played a lot, obviously, in the uh, IPL, mm. played uh, in the Caribbean as well. Um, yeah, scored, uh, won about nine championships yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, really great sort of storied career. And um, I think the highlight of his career was uh, when the Sixers won a couple of years ago with the down, 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 we ain't go nowhere, <laughs> full kit in front of the Opera House. No sleep, a few beers might have been consumed. That's right. I'm, not, I'm just uh, <laughs> speculating. Allegedly. Purely speculating. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Dan Christen, for the BPL, he might not be their biggest star, but he's been, I guess, one of their most consistent. Very like consistent, yeah. 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 Compared to some of the guys that come in and Definitely. out, he, he plays mm. nearly the whole season all the, you know, every year. So yeah. he's, mm. it's been, uh, I guess, one of the faces. When you think of Big Bash, you always see him as a consistent. There. Yeah, Definitely. So, uh, Definitely big props to him in a in a league that's probably struggling a little bit at the moment. He had a chat with uh, the great cricketer, uh, Reasonable Cricket Podcast. Mm. You might want to check mm. it out as, um, if you're not already familiar. And uh, he said his role has really gone from you know having to bowl four overs and batting four to yeah. 
I bat seven and, <laughs> you know, I bowl over here yeah. and there and, and, and just, uh, you know, more there for that mentorship, I yeah. suppose. The, the veteran kind of Yeah, a wealth of experience. 43 games for Australia as well in, in mm. white ball mm. format. And uh, by all accounts, a very good rugby league player as mm. a youngster. So I had to, yeah, had right. to choose uh, between, between cricket and rugby league. Uh, given his career, I think he made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Before Pep, yeah, before Pep does, he's bumping him a little bit. I don't know. I just for whatever reason, you just don't sound right in my head. We're going down or up? Up, 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 up a little bit. Down, 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 down. We ain't. That's a bit. Go went nowhere. We sweet. Yeah, keep sure. Going. Uh, look, two <laughs> weeks since we last potted, that means double beer shout for me. Yeah, the girls hottest was one hundred was on uh, yesterday for <laughs> younger people that still listen to Triple J. Uh, Fisher came in at number sixty-eight. Just missed that that other number. Uh, but anyways, uh, two two girls that uh, have really impressed uh, in the past few weeks. Phoebe Litchfield, you might have heard the name if you're a cricket tragic. Uh, consecutive half centuries for her to mm-hmm. start her career, uh, batting alongside uh, Meg Glanning and, uh, and in the so- same side as Elise Perry, her idols growing up. So good to see her in the runs straight away. Uh, she's only pretty young as well. And uh, we spoke highly of Ned Brockman a few weeks ago, running mm-hmm. the country uh, west to east. Someone's done it north to south, and mm-hmm. it, it is a lady, Ekana, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, Murray Bartlett. 150 consecutive marathons, five-month journey from Cape York down to Melbourne. That is the length of Australia, mm-hmm. north wow. to south. At least it's getting cooler, I suppose, as you go. But I uh, can only imagine <laughs> running 5K up up in the tropics when what that feels like. Uh, it would be absolutely sweating bullets uh, up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's casually over the last five months made her way down the length of the east coast. Uh, so definitely deserving of a beer there. She's few Aussies uh, hitting that long distance. Uh, it's inspired me. I might try the Canberra Half Marathon this year. <laughs> <laughs> Little 21K with the boys, you know, tick yeah. them over, yeah. tick them over. Uh, not, not quite, you know, <laughs> running the length of, uh, of a continent, uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's inspirational stuff. Yes. Yeah. Double shout there. Uh, let's go nice. into our mop of the week. Monks, do you want to take this story? Because uh, <laughs> you, you sent it in the, in the group, and uh, I think uh, the mop of the week was – in need of a literal mop this week. Yeah, quite literally. Uh, look, to be honest, it's really only the headlines that I got out of this. But, um, yeah, Tennis Australia, I suppose, or whoever runs the show with Rod Laver Arena probably deserves a mop. Arena um, Sabalenka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't remember which match it was, but um, typical Melbourne weather, sunny one second, absolutely pouring the next. Mm. Um, and they had the the roof open. Um, so, obviously, they had to stop play. Um, the tennis players obviously went inside keep dry or whatever and the court just got absolutely drenched as soon as the they got the roof uh closed which apparently only takes five minutes mm. um they had all of the um ball boys and girls with towels drying the court on their hands and knees it looked quite efficient actually <laughs> quite a quite a nice assembly line work, working their way up the court it did it um, did. interesting um, that it only takes five minutes and we live in an era where you know you can jump on the bureau of meteorology and see anything incoming uh you think that would have been a little is, bit how more, often is that right though a little <laughs> bit more proactive yeah i don't know I, I feel like if you see a big fucking thing coming across maybe you That's just close it. it it's it's hot anyway someone's gonna be got standing on that there. roof knowing what's going on yeah interesting Further Interesting. That, further that story, because uh, the ball kids don't get paid. They don't get paid. Australia. Australia. No. Yeah. So, like for a major tournament, they mm. get a little bit in uh, the US Open and Wimbledon, I believe. Mm. Yep. But here you get nothing. It's all volunteer work. 
So yeah, yeah a bit of uh, you know up in arms about you know forcing them to mop, and then also uh, the well, Andy Murray game having yeah. to to be there being a ball kid till five o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> considering now they've got uh, you know no line judges etc. It's all automated. Um, Mate, we're going to yeah. talk combined bargaining agreements later for the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> what about the fucking ball kids? Yeah. Where's the CBA for the ball kids? Think about the kids. Come on, minimum wage at least. Yeah. At least, yeah. Yeah, Jeez, poor, they're poor. They're essentially modern slaves. They're, they're well, they're, they're mopping down the court I mean, at one second and then they're, yeah. they're going to have to go to the Congo to rip cobalt out of the <laughs> fucking mines to charge our phones and, and Teslas build, build uh, and the rest of it. Jesus. Yeah. Surely we can do better. We can do better as a nation. I mean, again, <laughs> mops. Like where... A mop, yeah. A literal mop. Why were towels? there towels? Like, <laughs> but towels pretty effective. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, assembly like, like, a, like, I'm looking at this now, you yeah, know, from, from the business sense. A big squeegee or... Yeah. Like, well, we'll go back to the point I, I made. They've now got automated line judges. There's technology to do proper, like, <laughs> moving of water. Like, you could have anything. Get the leaf blowers out. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's the machine? My, my favourite tool in my labouring days. Screws around. Exactly, exactly. On leaf blower. Yeah, there's got to be blow the water somewhere easier. else. <laughs> then, then the unpaid workers with towels. Uh, Funny. Anyways, yeah. leads us into our Australian Open discussion because outside of that, really enjoyable few weeks of tennis. Uh, you know, yeah. like we said at the top of the show, probably not the biggest tennis tragics in the world, but it's that time of the year you yeah. associate late January with the Australian Open, the hot weather, the tennis being on in prime time, whereas it's generally in the middle of the night for us for, for the other three mm-hmm. Grand Slams. Let's start off with the ladies. Um, Arena Sabalenka defeating Elena. I've heard Rabakina. I've heard Rubikina. I'm not sure what is the appropriate Kazakh pronunciation. Uh, but getting her maiden Grand Slam uh, win last night. These two, uh, along with Sviantek, kind of looking like uh, the future of, of women's tennis, obviously. Mm-hmm. Gaping holes uh, left there um, with the with the retirement of Serena Williams and Ash Barty in the last few years. Um, I watched the tennis last year. Chose uh, last year, last night. <laughs> um, did watch it last year as well. Uh, chose to watch that over the cricket, and it was an absolute display of uh, of women's tennis. Tell you what, Sabalenka, mate, she's just too big and too powerful. Six foot tall. The back the backhand on her. Uh, the serve, the serve return, um, yeah, just a little bit too strong for, for Rubikina uh, in the end. A bit of an unusual tournament in that um, seeds one in Sviantec and uh, seed two on Zhabur both out pretty early, so it really kind of opened it up uh, for, for the rest. Uh, Sean, we're not going to make you do what we did last year and try to go through 10 of the Eastern European names. I was, I'm struggling myself, <laughs> I must say. Yes. Uh, but a, a really nice uh, two weeks of, of ladies' tennis. And it's going to be interesting moving forward, you know, without Williams and Barty there mm-hmm. um, to, well, to see who's, who's going who's gonna, to – we might see a bit more of an even split. Yeah, well, I, I think across the tournament, even the, in the men's game, it maybe lacked the star value or star power that it had in the past. But like you said, I think it's a change of the guard, probably in both games, mm. um, you know, yeah. with the nail going out early and Murray as well. Like you lose – you lose those guys and, um, you know, there wasn't that many Aussies that made it very far. So for your casuals, you're like, oh, well, Djokovic is just going to win this. So <laughs> It seems like that. There's yeah. a, there's he's, a blo- he's on track to do it. but <laughs> There's a bloke that's called Stefanos Sitsipas, who yes. the Aussies love. The Aussie Greek mm. community obviously yeah. frosts him. Uh, he's quite funny on the mic as well, mm-hmm. you know. He does mm-hmm. his Aussie impersonations. 
I have somewhat of a feeling it will be... Oh, it'll be a good game. It, it will be a good game, but in terms of support, I feel like Serbian Australians and diehard Novak Djokovic fans yeah. versus 80 90%, I think, will be, will be cheering on uh, Stefanos. Uh, probably not the best look for, for Novak's dad to be wearing some pro-Putin gear um, in there, given the year. Last no, Novak struggles with a yeah. love-hate relationship with the Australian crowd anyway. So. Yeah, but it used to be lo- – it really used to be love, yeah. didn't it? And Because, yeah. uh, mm. look, as a tennis player, he's fucking he's – a, he's, a, he's the next level above, above, above the rest. Uh, he, yeah. he, supposedly had a hamstring injury in that game against Demonor and he made very light work, work of yeah, him. Very light work. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like he people maybe think of him as the villain in the Federer and Nadal story. So Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so you, interesting. you can definitely see where some people come from and that, that kind of thing. But as a tennis player he's a he's an elite elite talent. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. His eyes will definitely be on, you know, surpassing surpassing Nadal for, for career Grand Slams. I also think mentally, after Australia said, no, you're not vaccinated, you can't come into our country for three years, yeah. you know, we're going to stick to our guns <laughs> and these are the rules and then this year it's completely different. Yeah, uh, and the PM's in the crowd watching him play. So. And he's a wog, and I can say that because, yeah, you know, yeah. big nose over here, yeah. you know, two Zs in the surname. Uh, <laughs> a wog watching two other wogs play tennis tonight. Yeah. Uh, I think that a little bit of that wog mentality might be, hey, fuck are you, Australia? <laughs> uh, not that he sounds like that at all. Uh, but... Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, Wogs aside, he, he might be thinking, well, look, you didn't let me into the country yeah. last year. I'm going to come down there and get the Australian Open this year um, mm. and prove that I am the world's best tennis player. Speaking of Wogs, I know where I'm going with this. Uh, Sushi Mango, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but they're, they're doing like a, uh, a Manning cast, if you will, tonight. Uh, okay. They're going to call the game. It's three blokes. Um, they've got a pretty big social media following mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they essentially take off old Italians and Greeks uh, yeah. and, and do it quite well uh, and do better accent. <laughs> better than you. Better accent than I do. That's, that's, where, that's where my point was going. Your, your strength is Nonna. That's that's your favourite. Yeah, just saw it. Just saw it. She's going, all right, Nonna, the goat. The goat, they call it. Uh, did mention earlier, uh, did we mention the Kyrgios pulled out before? I think we did, before, leading into the tournament. Yeah, knee, knee injury. And uh, the young bloke, Carlos Alcaraz, who who really lit up the tennis world last year, mm-hmm. it's got a bright future ahead of him. They were out yeah. before the tournament even started. Uh, and Medvedev, who a lot of people had playing Djokovic in yep. in this final, uh, he well, got went knocked deep last year. So he did. He he did. Um, he got knocked out by a bloke called Sebastian Corda. Now his old man won a Grand Slam back in the late eighties, and his sister, reasonable sort as well, mm-hmm. um, plays professional golf. Nelly Corda, and they interviewed him, and he said, "Man, I'm I'm the worst athlete in my family. I don't even know what I'm doing." <laughs> Not too bad, you know, yeah. getting to the fourth, fourth round of the Australian Open. Uh, so, so, so that was a bit of fun. Uh, look, it's, it's going to be hopefully uh, an evenly contested match tonight. But uh, from what I've seen from, from the Joker, uh, you'd, you'd be yeah. pretty ballsy to, to bet against him tonight, you'd think. And when you – yeah, and mm. let, let's, uh, you know, forecast a little bit here. If he wins this one, I think that's his 15th. Um, Fifteen. What am I? Fifteen. Fifteen Australian? No, that sounds doesn't sound right. I think he's going it's for he's, he's going for twenty four total. Total. Yes. I don't think it's fifteen Australian Open. It's fucking double digits, though. Yeah. He's going for his tenth. 
Australian Open, okay. and he's 21. Uh, 20, 21. Yeah. And how many yep. is Nadal on? 23. Great question. That's why we look at this that 22. much. They're, they're very close. They're within like one or two of each other. Yeah. But if like, say he wins this one, he's probably got another you know five years in his career left. No Nadal, probably. I he's going to... I think Nadal's probably going to... It's a matter of time. This year, maybe, will be, could be his last. It's a matter of... 22 if, for Nadal. Not yeah. when. So he's, so one, he's behind. one behind. One yeah. behind. So yeah. tonight he could equal. Yeah, and then he could... Yeah. You know, so it, it, if, it, if none of these guys kind of get to his level the next year, he could win the next four. <laughs> he, he could, in he, terms of career Grand Slams, is it's not... finish with 30. Like, it's not unrealistic for him to go 8-9 clear. Yeah, yeah. Finish with 30 mm-hmm. and then imagine trying to chase that down in the future. Considering they haven't really added, well, they don't add you know, majors in that list. No, um, so no I, don't, I don't think that's happened since the Australian Open was added about 120 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, so it's it's not like you, you know, some sports where you, they add more things and it makes it easier to then chase those records as you go and through in the future. Yeah, no, fair, like, fair bit of history mm, in tennis. Yeah, exactly. So for anyone to try and chase down what Joke is doing, and yeah, you could very easily take goat status um, and. <laughs> be like that for a very, very long time. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 not if, it's when, and it's who. Like we're 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 talking years and years and years in the future for anyone to chase down Novak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably not till Novak retires, and then someone's got to come along, and then you know have years where they do the clean sweep, where they go four, 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 boom, 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 get them all. Very hard to do. Yes. So I think Federer only did it once. Once, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it, like. Yeah. It, so Federer is 41, mm-hmm. Nadal's 36, mm-hmm. Novak's 35. Mm-hmm. So I reckon Novak could has a longevity to probably see out a few more years. Yeah. Well, well, you Nadal's look at his body compared to Nadal's body. Yeah, Nadal yeah. really uh, had to put extra size on to play the way he wanted to play, mm-hmm. but he's also not a very big man. And, just, you know, he's been left, 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 left arm. That's the whole bit of the episode <laughs> when he becomes an arm wrestling champion. <laughs> a bit of the stranger maybe for him. Um, so <laughs> well, surely he's left hand. <laughs> yeah, <but basically>, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't followed, that's, that's, that's a reflection of you and not us <laughs> in a good way. Yes. Uh, but I think he's dealt with a lot more injuries, a lot more knees, yeah, yeah. You know, knees shoulders, et cetera, the lot. So, Whereas I think Joker is just naturally, again, naturally gifted and, and his body got to fit really well for tennis players. So, mm. Yeah, I think he could do what Federer did, play to 40 and um, you know, probably hope, well, probably and hopefully for him, win a bunch of tournaments in that process. Mm. And did you see the Aussies win the, the men's? Yeah, uh, Kubler and what's the other fella's name? The I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember that. I was hoping someone so remembered it. Aussies won something the, in the men's the, the on the men's, men's doubles. The yeah, men's doubles. Yes. Uh, Rinki Hijikata. Probably why I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a good run. I think they knocked out the two seed and the eight seed through mm. their, their games and yeah, kind of just got hot. The crowd got behind them and they've ended up being uh, doubles champions. I don't think they even were meant to play together this year. They're probably pushing their singles campaigns, and both went. 
pretty early and uh, and teamed up. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the mixed doubles per chance? No. It was the uh, Brazilians uh, mixed versus the Indian mixed. Um, mm-hmm. And the Indian bloke, no word of a lie, was in his mid-40s. And if you've seen the movie Beer Fest mm-hmm. and are familiar with <laughs> Barry Badranath, he'd look like Barry Badranath. Never joined the team again to go to the, the to the <laughs> to beer fest. He looked like he got stuck under that bridge and and was given out fifteen dollars CJs <laughs> for, for another ten years. Uh, I've got no idea who this bloke's name is. I was just watching him the other day, but uh, he he looks like uh, he looks like a, a well aged Barry Badranath. Tell you what, hits the ball pretty well for for someone who needs you know in their mid forties to be playing mixed doubles uh, final at, at the Australian Open. But uh, yeah, kudos to Barry Badranath and uh, a great movie, Beer Fest. Check that one out if you haven't already. All right, before we get into that, uh, Trent Naden of Brett Naden fame uh, <laughs> says your haircut looks good. Uh, uh, the wife did that one. Yeah. Mm. Can you? Uh, I've, I've changed my mind. Can you bump Peppy down a little bit? Oh, maybe? here we go. Three times. <laughs> and then, stand and back, stand forward. No, and then take, take, maybe take him down a peg. Say, only, only like a bee's dick, please, uh, for down. And then can you turn my headphones down a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a touch. Thank you. That's your brother does. And? Yeah, uh, spit some bars after that. This sounds like a fucking Eminem <laughs> song yeah. or something, you know. Some up, mm. down, up, down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Are we good to start now? Yeah. Do you want to press the button for the cricket section? Oh, I hope it works. Yeah, it turns out Steve Smith is really fucking good at white ball cricket. Yeah. Now, yeah. in the World Cup, we were discussing, mm-hmm. was he in our best 11 for T20? I think I – check the tape. I might have said no. I might have said no. I, might I think have said we agree. I think we went with you and was like, yeah, I guess so, from recent form in, in T20 internationals. I was like, yeah, but um, – Steve Smith, big bash, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Throw the well, obviously, out. the only I mean, thing that could have happened was he listened to our comments. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. yeah. Another curse. It's <laughs> yeah. typical on fuck the ESCII curse. Yeah, yeah. and, and oh. said, ah, fuck these guys. I'm really good at, uh, at white ball cricket. I might go out and score not one, two hundreds in a row. Uh, <laughs> on pace for a third. Uh, well, he was in the mid-60s and he got like a, a rank fully on his sort of knee yeah. roll and missed it and it was Sort of clipping a leg stump and, mm. and see you later. And he looked like a heater yesterday before he spoon fed the bowler as well. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, they were saying good. no one has ever in any major T20 competition mm-hmm. scored three tons in a row. Yeah. So he would have been just in absolutely uncharted waters. Uh, wait, wait, can you watch a bit of the, bit of the tests? You know, the, the mm-hmm. next series is out yes. on, on Amazon. So we've been watching. Uh, the first season with with the wife, she's mm-hmm. getting really into it. You know, cinematography, the way they yeah. they shoot it, etc. Et Bit cetera. of a Netflix kind of thing. Yeah, and and she's like, yeah, right. I, I understand it. Like now, that Steve Smith and and Marnus Labuschagne, like they have Aspergers for cricket. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, I've been telling you, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but they just they're just the next level above, aren't they? Yeah. For for their professionalism and for the a bloke who's really played fuck all what. White ball cricket this summer, mm-hmm. just to go out of that that test setting, um, you know, after a pretty successful summer from the Aussies. Let's be honest, yeah. Uh, to go out there and bat the way he did, and just be, it was almost like you know Messi in the in the World Cup and Mbappe mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Like you, you're just looking at athletes that are head and shoulders above mm-hmm. other elite athletes, and you just you 
You just had to sit back and take yeah. it in, didn't you? I think a, a bit of that, like, yes, he's definitely a class above, but also maybe a bit of extra the freedom in the, in the type of game. Like, yeah. um, for him, though, he's playing five games. are not going to matter overly too much for him. It matters for the Sixers. Um, it's not going to matter for, like, the international kind of standings or anything. It's not like an international game. He's been playing for Australia for donkey's years. Mm. Um, try a few things. Throw the bat around and have some fun with it. And uh, it worked for him. Yeah, yeah, in a big I'm way. Very in a happy big way. So I think where do you finish up for runs? So he actually finished top ten yeah. from, five from, five five games. Games. from five games. From five games. Average eighty six, striking at one hundred and seventy five. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, what about sixes? So I think he actually led the comp for sixes. So twenty five, yes, and Matt Short was next with eighteen. Yeah. So obscene. Oh, crazy. Seven more sixes than anyone else, and that all played another nine, ten yeah. games. I think there. I saw it today. Since he made that comment, I'm back, baby, <laughs> he scored 1,200 runs at an average of like 80 and a strike record of 75, and that might be the other way around. I'm just trying to remember it. But <laughs> Well, you'd want his strike rate in white ball cricket to be over. Yeah, but that's that's across like his summer. That's his summer. Oh, so, so that's throwing a, the red balls. Sorry, across all formats, he okay. scored 1,200 runs um, in 12 matches, I think, as well. He's only played 12 matches. 1,200 runs, 12 matches for – Either an average in the 80, 80 to 75 and a strike rate at about the same. He's, Which is he, pretty good. <laughs> he said he found his hands. Yeah. He said he's found his hands. His hands went missing and hands have mm. said hands have been found. Mm-hmm. Uh, his teammate, Sean Abbott, uh, became the first um, player in the, in the Big Bash to take 150 wickets. So congrats to him. And we already spoke about Dan Christian announcing his retirement. Now, Mucks... Uh, do you have the eliminators and qualifiers and all the rest of it? So the Sixers lost last night, but it, it was uh, sorry. Yes, they did. They so they lost last night. They played the one seed. So the Scorchers they straight back through to another final. So mm-hmm. uh, Scorchers and winning big bashes pretty much synonymous. Mm-hmm. Sixers lose, uh, so they go through to the challenger which is like a preliminary final, if yeah, you will, in a, in a rugby position. league term. Yep. And uh, and tonight we have the Melbourne Renegades taking on the Brisbane Heat, who won in, I don't know, sort of dubious conditions. Thunder got night. dicked. Yeah. Look, it's Duckworth. And Duckworth, and Lewis, rain and, and rain and the rest of it. Uzi uh, Kawaja. Look, it's the same It's the same thing, isn't it? That, like these test players come back and say, well, I'm just head and shoulders better than anyone Because I, I think we talked Excuse about me. it, that we had more hype for the Big Bash League like on the last podcast because the guys were playing. Mm. Now they've played the last week. I feel like that's probably the most interested last week in the Big Bash. Indeed. And, then and then now they're, they're all going to fuck off. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Like, you know, we've, we've probably flogged it to death, yeah. but the scheduling in cricket, it just, it boggles the mind. Yeah. Like how can you have now... So Smudge has been killing it. Uzi looked unreal for, for the heat, Warner and, heat the uh, other and night. Warner, we might have to be a little bit worried about Yeah, it. <laughs> what, what was the stat? Warner's made about five grand a run yeah. since, since coming back yep. into, the, into the Big Bash. Mm-hmm. Not bad money. It's not bad money. I, I reckon I could probably I'll, – I'll take the five grand a run, go play Big Bash and make zero dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it just it, – it's intriguing when your best cricketers in the country are playing in your premier competition. So, mm-hmm. look, mm. well, I don't want to go down the same rabbit, Warren, that we always do, but it, it just seems like from a scheduling perspective, you need to have these, these finals featuring y- your best talent. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we've talked about the competition coming up. That's only 
going to become more difficult as the different T20 leagues start overlapping and these guys can pick and choose well, yeah, and get paid where they want. Half so. those blokes, uh, you know, that, that got drafted in, in the inaugural Big Bash draft have now fucked off to, to yeah. the Emirates and, and to South Africa. Yeah. So, I don't know, scheduling nightmare and Big Bash cricket is more interesting when the test players are there and there's mm-hmm. not test cricket on. I agree. From an old dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, so just just to outline what has to happen, knockout game tonight. Melbourne Renegades take on the Brisbane Heat. Winner goes through to play the Sydney Sixers, and then the winner of that will go on to to face the perennially successful Perth Scorchers in the BBL thirteen final. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting because uh, these guys are all fuck off. Like we said, I think they're probably playing tonight, and then they're all disappearing. Uh, very shortly to go to India. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. The final, final will be 4th of Feb. Yeah. Who do you think will be able to take it this year? I think it'll be Sixers Scorchers final for... Yeah. I think that might be the third time that, that it's been mm. the, those two franchises. And then and then flip of a coin. It will be at Optus Stadium in Perth. So that gives a bit of a home ground advantage to the Scorchers. We know that they're very good in finals. Mm. On paper, you look at them, they're, they're bowling... You know, um, attack is is probably the best in the in the BBL. Mm-hmm. You yep. you saw the other night what Ashton Turner can do. He, he can put a put a team on his back and, and absolutely flip a game. They had no they were they were behind the eight ball against against the Sixers the other night. And Ashton Turner goes, uh, "Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the best middle order bats yeah. in in yep. the country and, and makes eighty four or forty seven. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Looking at these teams, I think the Sixers should get the the job done in the Challenger, and I think another yep. Scorchers Sixers final. Yeah, because you got to remember that finals going to be no Steve Smith for the Sixers, and well, I suppose he, that's he, he's really carried them <laughs> the last week. Well, the, it's massive the out for them, and the, and the Scorchers yeah. don't lose much talent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If any, that's what I was thinking. The Scorchers are probably one of those teams where they like average across the year with their main quarter players, whereas most of the other teams well, sort of of their stars. Um, Turner's going to be here. Berendorf's going to be here. Aaron Hardy's going to be here. So they they're not going to have that that impact of the, the Australian Marsh cricket team taking away a little bit. Marsh of plays for them, doesn't he? Uh, yes, but I think he's been hurt. So I think he's he's probably the, like the big the biggest name for the Scorchers that's been out the, the longest. I'm he, not really aware of time frames around him. I know AJ I AJ Ty's been killing it. I think they said mid uh, February for him. So which would mean he'd miss this tournament anyway. Yeah, to be honest, again, I haven't been following it closely enough to to tell you. Oh, they got young Lance Morris as well. Big raps around him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look on on paper, they're they're very very strong. Will they lose Agar? That's probably the only one. Yeah, I think I think they'll lose Ashton. Oh, he's in the squad, so yes, they will. He'll be in India. Cool. Bit bit going on over there in <laughs> India. Speaking of, uh, they yeah. they've just swept New Zealand in. The ODI, ODIs uh, and Shubman Gill has joined a pretty exclusive club. Uh, I think Rohit Sharma features three times in the club uh, mm-hmm. of blokes that have scored 200 runs in a one-day international. His 208 the other night uh, against New Zealand uh, is the ninth highest score of all time in ODI cricket. And the the Black Caps, they were valiant. Uh, they, they went within 12 runs, which is pretty impressive. Batting second over there in India, 337. Michael Bracewell. You might have heard of Doug. His, his cousin played a fair bit of cricket. Michael's only played a handful of games. 
goes over there and scores 140 off 78 balls, nearly gets him home. And I was having a look at uh, his house stat and uh, ESPN cricinfo.com. Uh, I think his dad, two uncles, and cousin Doug have all played first class cricket. So, pretty handy family. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want to uh, be first batting there on Boxing Day or, or, or Christmas <laughs> in, the, in uh, the backyard. Uh, yeah, after a few after a few beers and after, you know, <laughs> <laughs> at least Nan's going to come out and you're going to you know take her head off a few times. But uh, yeah, be pretty competitive, I reckon. Their backyard cricket. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Game two, bit of a walkover for the Indians. Uh, New Zealand only managing 108. Got Hardik, Hardik panjid, uh, Mo Sharmi and uh, and Hardik pretty good with the ball there. Rohit Sharma 51 and Shubman Gill 40 not. Um, and then India go through and make a casual 385 in uh, in game three. Rohit tons up again. Gill tons up again. Jacob Duffy. Uh, not exactly sure who that is. Uh, he turned up with the ball three for a hundred <laughs> off his ten overs. Uh, yeah, poor fella. Yeah, I would have gone for two hundred uh, and fifty. So, <laughs> and what's uh, what's ten sixty balls times six three hundred and sixty? That's what I would have gone for. <laughs> yeah. Quick maths. Um, and and New Zealand again, uh, not too bad in in the run chase. Uh, they fell ninety runs short. Devon Conway turned up, and the Lord Fadul Shakur. Uh, was pretty good. He he had the most poles in this three-game series uh, for the Indians with six. Can you bring up the batting stats from that? I'd love to see how many Shubman made. Uh, quick mass, 208 plus 112. Plus 40. Plus 40-odd. 40 he must have made 360-odd. Oh, three, hey, 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 that's, hey. that's quick maths for you. Three sixty, uh, averaging one eighty, striking at one hundred and thirty. Give or take, double, almost double anyway. Pretty handy three <laughs> matches there for for young Shubman. Does that? We still think he's going to be the one of the openers in the Indian Test squad. Does that factor into it at all? Do you think? Pushing what, his yeah. Does white ball form relate to red ball form? Yeah, so I it think puts the pussy's chances a little bit. I think it's going to be him and Sharma. Yeah, I don't think it's any different. I think the only thing that's different is is perhaps Pujara coming into that middle order. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a bloke called Coley who would love some test runs. Yes. Has redeemed himself. We, we, we had the video. <laughs> we had the video. Is Coley back? Well, it seems like it in, in white ball. Turn king. But uh, still still does not have that, that test century for, for what, three, going on three years. Uh, February 9, that, that kicks off. So we're, well, next podcast we'll be talking about it. We'll yep. be talking about it. We'll have the, the full lead-in, probably have oh, – might not have 11s by then. We'll probably be a day or two away from that. Yeah, it depends because I don't think we're going to podcast next weekend because I'm going to a wedding, wedding uh, season, yes. wedding SZN. Um, a um, few blazers, you know, a f- bit of punching above your weight, a few cocktails, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be next podcast. We're talking about the first test, which I believe is in Nagpur. Yeah. What's our thoughts, boys? Just briefly, obviously, this is off the cuff. Uh, give us a chance. Uh, it's gonna I, be hard. It's gonna be hard. I'd say yes, and I think team selections may play a bigger part than most are thinking. So I guess it's uh, do they pick the right team for whatever the deck is once they get there? The two spinners. It's gonna depend on the which two spinners. What can can you go off spinner A and off spinner B? Uh, yes, with Todd uh, Murphy coming who, into the attack. Who's your all rounder? Is he potentially? You know, a spinner option as well. The role of Mitch Swepson. It's going yeah, to be enticing. It's, yes. So it, it may play a bigger um, part in the, the deciding factor of the winner of this. Mm. Um, either that or, you know, India will just do India things and we'll 
struggle to keep up. They that's should. Really I think it'll well, be competitive. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Competitive. I don't have high hopes of going over there and winning the mm-hmm. the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Uh, you know, in foreign conditions, given the way that that they've been, been playing. Um, having said that, mm-hmm. you know, you send over blokes like like Smudge and Labashain who are one and two test bats in the world and, mm-hmm. and can play spin reasonably well. Yep. Um, mm. You look at Uzi, he's, he's a good player um, of spin. Um, Travis Head, it's going to be a um, a watermark series mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. I think. A real a real test of, of his ability to bat in foreign conditions. Um, and then and then David Warner is, is the enigma of will we get Boxing Day MCG Warner or will mm. we get Monkey on his back? Yeah. Australian public out with their pitchforks worn up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> will he get 10 or will he get 200? It's going to be – I can't wait. I can't wait. They they fought that – again, you know, we spoke about it with the tennis. Uh, the time zone isn't too bad. It's kind of after yeah. work, knock-off kind of, uh, yeah, kind of uh, sessions, you know, f- maybe getting a bit dreary-eyed in, in, the, in those third sessions. But I uh, can't mm, wait. Yeah. Probably, probably the most anticipated uh, series uh, outside of an Ashes in, in quite some time. Okay. Which and then we've got Ashes to talk about in the middle of the year, yeah, so yeah. so it doesn't stop really for, for <laughs> cricket it's fans. It's a big year for cricket. Sure is. All right, yeah. the old segue, the old segue from from cricket fans to fans of American football. Let's go. Oh, he broke his ankles. The Kansas City Chiefs just got past the Jacksonville Jaguars last weekend. Uh, some pretty extenuating. Circumstances with uh, MVP candidate Patrick Mahomes going down in the second quarter. Ankle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ankle. yeah, it was yeah. ankle. High ankle sprain. Chad, Chad Haney comes in uh, and actually looked not too bad controlling that, that offense. Yeah, solid drive. Yeah, scored a touchdown with Kels. So. And they get home yeah. 27 to 20. Um, let's let's skip down to that, that, that bottom point there. The Jaguars played overs this year. Uh, I think I think it was nice for Trevor Lawrence to get a little bit after mm. people were calling him a bust last year and Clemson football Jesus is not fit for the NFL <laughs> and the rest of it. Uh, for him to get, you know, his just desserts a little bit in getting as far as they did, had over 4,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns. Mm. Our uh, thoughts around that? Yeah, I think coaching uh, kind of you know, shows it matters here with Doug Peterson, the job they did. Mm. Well, they were 2-6 and six mm. and uh, made the playoffs, so... Uh, they did a pretty good job turning it around there, uh, got the pieces they needed, and kind of put their offense around it. So th- they will be better. They go. Everyone's been talking about they get Calvin Ridley next year um, mm. in that trade, so he'll be back. Um, so they'll have more weapons f- for Lawrence, and they'll be keep keep rolling. And and you know, go down only by seven to Kansas City in Arrowhead is uh, a good result. Look, there's yeah. you pick any team in the AFC to go to Arrowhead and walk mm. away with that result. Obviously, you don't go there, go out to lose football games. No. But uh, look, they can have their heads held high, can't they? Yes, I agree. I agree. So they've got a they're a super young team, so they've got a good future ahead of them. Um, they just got to keep it together and uh, keep keep going with the the way they've been drafting. And then just a side note, there I've got a little play on your I think autocorrect, uh, mm-hmm. but you've got the Chiefs to play in German next year. Is that a, a, a oh. tactic to you know cha- change things <laughs> up? Um, you know they're going to call the players. You know, Sprengers here, down, set, eins, zwei, drei. If Andy Reid could pull it off, uh, he looks like he could be a big German. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
full of brat, bratwurst and Bavarian well, beers. That's what he said he was most looking forward about going to Germany was <laughs> the food. <laughs> was the food. So Andreas Riedenheim. Yeah, very, very Andy Reid of him. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, that was the news from last week. They are one of the four, there's four or five international games next year and Chiefs were one of the, one of the like big name clubs, you know, playoff team. Munich or Berlin, know. do we know? Oh, don't know. I'm going to... Without knowing the facts, I'm going to say Munich because they've got that Bayern Munich stadium, yeah. state of the state of the art facilities. Uh, it expects volumes to where the NFL is at. You know, we, we've got NBA ads here, uh, pretty um, yeah, um, well versed. Uh, is the Australian public with with what's going on in the NBA? Uh, will the NFL sort of you know follow suit and and be a really internationally renowned sport. Yeah, well there was mm. chat during the week about uh New South Wales government um trying to get an NFL game down here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> number 1, 2 and 3 tickets sold here. Yeah, uh, yeah. De- definitely. So um you know, we'll probably we've been, 10 grand a pop though. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. You know, they had college games here etc, but you know, mm. they get a yeah. I don't think they've been here since the Broncos came down in like 96 or 97. Or yeah. Yeah. So um, John Elway is quarterback for at that time. Uh, so it's been a while. Um, but, you know, the whole point, I guess, the New South Wales government trying to fight with the Queensland, Melbourne, Mel- well, Melbourne Mel- Victoria. Melbourne you know, Queensland's been coming b- back up. But, you know, the fighting of the who's the, the sporting capital of Australia and getting an NFL game helps uh, sell that to the masses. But we'll S- see. Speaking of states mm. fighting each other, fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a bit of news that the states are looking to get the UFC down here yes. as well. Yes, because yeah. they've only been to Perth, I believe. Perth, no, uh, no they did one in Adelaide, uh, Melbourne, Adelaide. Yeah, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. So they, they did the, yeah, they did the Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. So I think as part of that announcement on the NFL game as well, they wanted to host New South Wales wanted to host a, mm. a UFC yeah. pay per view because yes, you are right. Melbourne had Rousey, and then Perth I think had three. Yeah, mm. the Holly uh, Holm the fight night. knockout of of Rousey was in Melbourne, wasn't yes. it? Correct, I think so. Yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. They've had heaps of fight nights all over the country. Uh, there's been a couple yeah. in Queensland. There's been a couple in Israel, but the actual pay per view, them mm. like a main event. Um, there's only been four, I'd say, besides the one that's coming up in two weeks. Let's go. Mm. Bills Bengals, bit of an upset here. Uh, you can't give the Bengals this underdog tag because they love it. They love mm-hmm. it. Joe Burr going out there in atrocious conditions in Buffalo. Uh, you thought maybe you know the whole Demar Hamlin kind of stuff would have yeah. would have in been, the stadium, yeah, etc. Do you see any of the f- mm. look? I'm, this is just internet being internet kind of stuff. Uh, body double apparently, according to the internet of Demar Hamlin. That's why he had his face covered. He might have also had his face covered because it was fucking cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, they love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, conspiracy there, theory. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, thoughts on this game? Uh, they played bad. Bills played bad. Mm. But I think the main thing, and I think we've been saying it, is uh, they lack run game. They can't – if they've got nothing to sp- – especially in the snow, mm. you know, if Josh Allen's having a bad night, which he did in this case. Uh, in Through that one weather, pick. Through on pick, yeah, couldn't get the ball to digs. Yeah, couldn't get the ball to digs. Couldn't kind of get momentum. Like, there's not an extra, you know, person there. Let's use the run game mm. uh, to support that. Whereas you look at what the Bengals did, and look at what Joe Mixon did. Yep. Um, they have that dude. You look at where uh, nearly basically everyone else that's playing in the conference games, they have that extra support through the run game. So, mm. um, and the Bills kind of really rely on Allen to do it all, including mm. that red game. And I think that's what they've been lacking. We've been saying that for years. Um, well, that was kind of their preview. If the one thing they need to fix is probably 
that get some extra support just to take a little bit of pressure off Allen. But we'll have to see what happens. You know, Diggs was not really happy after that, but um, I think he was more not happy with the way they played because they knew they'd played badly. Yeah, and I think he said that he kind of owned it on Twitter just saying, look, that was an emotional reaction to... To yeah. our performance yeah, in the game, and a shit product. Out exactly, there. it was less so about having the shits with his teammates, and and more so about just being emotionally invested yeah, in, in trying to get to a Super Bowl. So, you know, com- competitors compete, um, and look, it, it may have come across as a as a little bit, you know, diva esque uh, mm-hmm. from the outside. But uh, I think if you got into Stefan Diggs's head, it's it's probably just. Uh, reeks of passion more than anything. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting that it happened within the same 24 hours going back to the tennis chat as uh, as Jessica Pizzul- uh, Pizzullo. <laughs> Pizzullo. <laughs> you wish. Pizzullo. Yeah, wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, she's the third um, seed in this one and is the daughter of, of the couple that owns... Their Buffalo Bills, so so not bad, a bad not a great twenty four hours for them. Uh, I suppose they ha- might have some Benjamins that they can uh, wipe their tears with and yeah. and, uh, and blow their noses with. But uh, and 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 just go- going back to the Bills, what do we reckon? There's been a few years where Super Bowl champ has kind of been thrown around. There, uh, are they? Should they be disappointed with with bowing out in this game at home? I, I'd say so. They're still playing against a, a red hot Bengals team. Mm. Um, but they're, they're very much in their window. Um, mm. Yeah. But I, th- I think go back to that point, the, the thing they kind of lack is that run game. They're pounding you, the rock. You look at this do, this uh, round of divisional games, not a single quarterback throw over 300 yards. Mm. So it kind of goes that you need your, your Robin to your Batman, essentially. Uh, all the teams that won um, with that quarterback, he's, he's not, you're not relying on it because you talk about playoff football, it gets a bit cooler, need good defense, need the run game to support it. And um, you know, have the quarterback talent to to take you to take you deep. And I, the Bills just lack that one piece. They've got everything else. Mm, mm, mm. Is that an offensive line thing as well? Being able to run block as opposed to protecting Allen because he's very good well, at, also, at escaping the pocket. Also true. And from what I understand, the trenches were very much dominated by the Bengals. Oh yeah. Time. So yeah, that, it adds to it. So yes, mm. um, if you get some movement in the trenches, then definitely that you will have a good day. Um, and speaking of really good trenches, uh, that Eagles team, that offensive line is good. Both, both sides, that defensive line, <laughs> yeah, sh- like they shut down Danny Dimes and Saquon, who mm, uh, probably looked a little bit better throughout the season than mm. perhaps that that, that team yeah. suggested. You were, you were cautious of a, of an Eagles choke. I'm cautious this week of an yeah. Eagles choke. Well, I was thinking with uh, you know it's the first game back for Hertz, where they're going to kind of mm. do. You know, choking against the Giants team would make a lot of sense. But then uh, the way Hurts played, I'm, I'm probably I'm less fit worried about a choke this this week. Um, I think it'll be more of a high competitive, um, very close football game. Because mm. uh, I think, you know, Jalen's just hit that uh, MVP kind of level. If yeah. he hadn't have been hurt, I think mm. he would have shit the MVP in. But yep. since he missed a couple of games, I think Mahomes would probably get it. We'll talk, let's uh, we'll let's analyse that in, in, in a second. Um, we talk about being able to pound the football and what Buffalo wasn't able to do. Mm-hmm. This Philadelphia team can do it. Uh, yeah. And not big name run, running back. Like Miles Sanders isn't bad, but he's he's let a few people down, I reckon, in their fantasy leagues yeah. over the time. If you've got Kenneth Gainwell out there, you know, going, going for a buck, 
10 and, and, yeah, a, and a touchdown, exactly. that speaks volumes to how good your fucking offensive line is. Exactly. And they've got mm. a good defence in the same thing and Hurts is playing the best football league he's played in his career. So Eagles primed, primed for a Super Bowl, definitely. They will take on the 49ers who got through the Dallas Cowboys in kind of a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. That 49ers defence is nasty. Uh, two picks, shut down the run against the Cowboys team who had essentially the best one-two punch in running the football mm-hmm. in the NFL this year. Uh, what were our thoughts on this one? Uh, I think I made some of those comments about um, uh, they might have a Dak problem. and I was a little bit less worried after the previous week in the playoffs. Dak played really well after playing terrible against Washington. Mm. Um, but, you know, he threw probably two kind of unnecessary picks here in good field position, which didn't really hurt them points-wise. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, Cowboys D also did a really good job in this. Um, missing a whole bunch of extra points uh, probably didn't help their chances. Oh, Brett Maher. Yeah, had, had, a, had a, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, is, that a, is that a JFK meme getting around? Yeah. <laughs> well, he missed five, and then I think in this one he had the two, I think. He had a. Missed a couple. Well, one blocked. Yeah, it one was blocked, but it was missing. Like mm. he, he could see it was shanked. It wasn't going to go over. Um, and he, he, I think he missed another one, and then he did hit the field goal late uh, for, like, to say, right the ship a little bit. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, the Cowboys will be interesting to see what they do. They did lose Tony Pollard um, to a hip drop tackle. So, you know, the, the hip drop tackle is yeah. now in, in chats in the NFL. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that all <laughs> season again. Yeah. Well, the NFL, the same thing, looking at it for player safety, mm. you know, is it something we can remove or, you know, how do we officiate it? Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the 49ers on the other side, they just their defense looks good. Maybe didn't have the best of output on offense in this one, but they uh, Cowboys, I think, Defensively, also very good. So it t- turned into what we thought it would be a bit of a close competitive battle, but the turnover margin going in the favour of the 49ers might have been the difference. Do you think it, we keep asking the same question, but we may as well keep going? Do you think the 49ers can win a Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant slash relevant at the helm, considering the rest of their talent on the defensive side of the ball and their offensive weapons? I think so, uh, but we maybe save that for Rookie of the Year chat. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Because uh, if you look at mm. the numbers, uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't um, say they can't. And, you know, I think that the comment there, it's been circulating that the 49ers are very much keen to maybe keep Purdy as the starter next season, and which would mean they trade Lance on the market. Trade trade Lance after they you know gave up three picks to get him in the first place. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, I'd say uh, maybe more for Coach of the Year candidates, Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Um, he's kind of mm. uh, with the job he's done uh, with three different quarterbacks and getting a young guy like um, Purdy involved um, and getting him ready uh, to win to well. Be undefeated at this point. Uh, he's won seven straight. Yeah, hasn't um, lost, has he? Yeah, hasn't lost. Um, just kind of goes to it. And yeah, you know, we get into scouting and the reason he went uh, last overall, you know, a little bit too small, wrong school, etc. But you can't deny the talent and the way he's no. been playing. He's, uh, yeah. mm. he's been playing very well and showing maturity beyond his years, essentially. Yeah, I think I saw a um, little, you know, social media. Comment um, from from him uh, saying when he went to you know big schools Alabama mm-hmm. and and the like uh, and and spoke 
with uh with their with their um, scouting programs, it was oh, you're not big enough, you don't have the arm talent, you don't have the accuracy, <laughs> and he just goes to Iowa State and gets thrown a bone by the 49ers to go be their their third string quarterback, and uh, it's all kind of fallen into his hands. Uh, look, it's early, it's early, but it's uh it's kind of reminiscent of a of a bloke <laughs> called TB12. Well, it's it's also very interesting because um, when Hertz was at Oklahoma, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He and Purdy played like in a, a massive um, game where they went back and forth and scored like fifty plus points. Because um, you were looking that up now, yeah. weren't but, you? But if you watch the highlights in that in that game, you can see for both of them, you can see what they're doing on a week to week basis now in the NFL. So it's yes, you probably knocked Purdy in the scouting report for, like you said, his size, um, and maybe he's not prototypical in 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 that uh, that that mold for a quarterback but you can, Look at those numbers you can see the, the arm talent so yeah, yeah this, this game was crazy so. we're talking about 2019 uh, Iowa State Cyclones taken on the Oklahoma Sooners uh, these are the numbers Jalen Hurts had a pretty good game 273 yards passing the ball three touchdowns one intercept not not bad good size <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you look at Brock Purdy uh, 282 yards, five touchdowns, zero intercepts. They go on to lose this game by a point, I yeah. believe. Was it 42-41? Yeah, there you go, 42-41. 42-41. Uh, uh, a remarkable game there of college Bryce football. Bryce Hall played in this as well. Uh, yeah, Bryce Hall um, Bruce, from from, um, from the Jets. Uh, hopefully his ACL rehab is going well. And look at that with the legs as well. Brock yeah. Purdy, 55 on the ground and a, and a touchdown. Hurts had 68. 68. Kenny Brooks. Kenny Brooks. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, CD Lamb, Trey Sermon. Look, yeah. look at that talent on that Sooners team. Unbelievable! It's it's weird how how it works out. You know they they faced each other not that long ago in in yeah. a in a big college football game, and now they're on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. Um, let's 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 talk about this this game this yeah. uh, this forty ers Eagles game. Did you know it's the two youngest quarterbacks ever to face off in a championship game? Well, no, J- Jalen Hurts is twenty four. Brock Purdy is twenty three. There was no quarterback over thirty in the in. The- Playoffs in the last round. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, it's changing of the guard again. Yes, we're, yeah. we're kind of talking about it all year, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everyone born in the nineteen nineties yeah. uh, in 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 last <laughs> last week and uh, and this week they're getting even younger. Obviously, Hertz and and Purdy twenty four, twenty three. Joe think, Burr and Patty Mahomes. Aren't I think it's the, well besides Mahomes um, because he's been paid. I think that's kind of the. Uh, Direction teams kind of go in is uh, you get your first round pick, you get your five years on a rookie deal, you get all your talent, try to make a run in the Super Bowl while you've got that quarterback on a cheaper deal versus, mm. Um, mm. you know, the the four highest paid quarterbacks didn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, mm. Yeah, you kind of see that maybe that's the way teams are trying to build. Is one of them hanging up over my left shoulder? Yes, yes, one of them is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Detroit. <laughs> but it also it's also very hard. Like, if you get that guy, if you get your Patty Mahomes, yeah, that's why mm. you give him well, I suppose uh, a 10-year deal for 10, 100 mil. So. Very hit and miss. You're, yeah. you're investing a lot in a very young quarterback, I suppose. It's a, it's a risky strategy. It is. We'll have to see if it pays Let's off. Let's see if it pays off cutting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> Um, what do we think about this? It's the number one offense in the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the number one defense in the San Francisco 49ers. Are they playing it is, this? It's in Philly. Th- and oh, it is Philly, okay. And I think, the, I think the Eagles were about a buck 70 last time I checked. Ooh, yes. Mm. 
I don't know. It's uh, a coin toss. We've got to that point of the year where they're, both these teams are playing really, really well. Mm. Maybe slight edge of defense yeah. to the 49ers. Maybe slight edge, you know, quarterback to the – well, you'd probably say quarterback to the Eagles. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, MVP. Yeah, exactly. Possibly. But, you know, if you go offensive line, they're pretty comparable. Um, you know, Trent Williams has been playing elite for mm. the 49ers, but on the other side of the Eagles have – you know, to, across the across the border, really, really good. So it'll be good battle. I think in the trenches, like it's a, it's a at that point, it's a it's a close mm. close uh, two of the two the two best teams in the NFC, I reckon, uh, here. So um, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, it's like their the, their previous game, high scoring, high lots of points, a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't see it being 42-41. No, it's probably like fifteen twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to lay that one out there. Here's one for you. Uh, does running back talent come into it? You've got CMC and Elijah Mitchell uh, taking yeah. on Miles Sanders and, and Kenneth Gainwell. If, if you know, if it's hard to split do you, and it's flip a coin, you know, well, I does think that come into it? Yeah, the fact that George Kittle is on one side of the ball and true. and maybe, but he, you know, Dallas got it. Has he even been playing? He's back. Um, but then I'd say. You know, AJ Brown, I'd probably take he's over. Receiver, yeah. yeah, as yeah, a receiver, Devon, Devon Smith has had a really handy. good year. Actually, yeah. he's been been a bit under the radar. He's been really good. Um, that running, like in that running game, you got to remember Hertz is you got to involve that in the the option, which you you, know, you get a bit more out of mm. the legs for mm. Hertz than you do out of um, Purdy. So again, uh, like you can find little differences and things like that, but overall the teams are pretty comparable. And yeah, it's hard, in, hard in, in elite talent. So. Um, uh, just tune in and watch an excellent football game. Is that mm. the first game tomorrow or the second game? First game. Yeah, purposely done it like that. So, mm. you know, let it rain, baby. Let it rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully be on the couch watching this one in about 14 hours. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go bold prediction. I think the 49ers on the back of their defense get it done. Could do, could do. You know, yeah. We're at I think so. Uh, I'm, and uh, we've been talking weeks on defenses of the – Especially in, in playoffs is what gets you there. Like, um, I mean, I'm going back to Tampa Bay Cowboys several weeks ago. I said I was scared because of the Cowboys defense. Mm. Cowboys up against the 49ers the other week. Mm. Again, same thing. 49ers did, defense. Just did you, did you see NFL films released um, a whole bunch of Tom Brady sideline footage trying to trying to pump up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they, they essentially were all a dead horse. Like they just yeah. w- w- wouldn't, they weren't vibing with it. They, for whatever reason, they just weren't in that game mm. mentally and Tom did yeah. everything he could to try and lift them and they just, you know, wouldn't respond. So it was quite an interesting uh, take for that and probably no, speaks definitely. to that Brady won't be back at uh, Tampa next year if he does no. come back. Uh, mm. For me, I've leaned more towards the Eagles winning, but I think uh, Mr. Irrelevance winning a Super Bowl is elite script writing. Oh, so could you imagine? <laughs> no, could you imagine? Could you imagine? So, so uh, I'd be happy to see that as well. So uh, I think it, it's 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 a good football game. Let's just tune in. Yeah, it will be a good football. I did game, see right? another funny uh, little headline this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys remember when Philly won the, the Super Bowl <laughs> oh, against yeah. said said Tom Brady back when he was at the Patriots? I think they even and did uh, that during the, the playoff games. So yeah, or they are doing. It we won the Super Bowl. Bowl. Let's fuck up our city. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Set seemed to be the sentiment. Yeah. Apparently, burn, burn we'll climb everything. Burn, yeah. climb everything. <laughs> Let's burn this motherfucker down. Well, did you, actually before we finish, did you see the 40, some 49ers fans put uh, 49ers gear on the Rocky statue? So, so I don't know whether that's a bit a bit too much, and that'll fire the Philadelphia mm. team up a little bit. But yeah. well, they've got to get their police on board because uh, apparently they're going up. Grease me up, woman! <laughs> they're greasing up the uh, the 
the street lights so they couldn't climb yeah, up them. Yeah, Middle yeah. of winter, you wouldn't think there'd be, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that much uh, uh, traction did, already uh, yeah. already <laughs> available. On well, they did it lights. in the, when they were playing the playoffs. Last year or the year before as well, mm. and it didn't work. Like it still didn't matter. Yeah, what they do still they climb. apply? What is there? Is it like a uh, industrial grease? grease. Yeah, like fa- <laughs> yeah, lunch yeah. lady Doris, yeah. um, as per uh, lunch lady Doris uh, and groundskeeper yeah. Willie. And it didn't work. Like they still were able to like with great effort, but they, you've greased it up for them. It's I like it's now, that, it's now a challenge. It wasn't easy. Now it's a challenge. I'm going to do it after the fiftieth person's tried to. <laughs> Yeah. Tried to you want to be the all, one. All the grease is gone. Yeah. How many? How many cops and how much funding has has gone to greasing up this? <laughs> plenty, probably plenty. <laughs> the light posts. Different world, uh, isn't it? Different it's, world. Well, it's probably cheaper than trying to repair them all. So. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's true. Grease but, me up. Yeah. Even if it did work, imagine like what would be stuck to those light posts like a month later. Yeah, all the yeah. Rubbish and, and from a legality shit. point of view, <laughs> if it? you've had a few Bud Lights and and, <laughs> you, and, you, and you go <laughs> into the down. Super Bowl and you, you decide to climb a light post, but it's been greased <laughs> up by Lunch Lady Doris Philadelphia PD, uh, and you <laughs> slip down said light post and, you know, maybe crack your skull and never uh, woke up, yeah. does, your, you know, does your family have grounds or... I don't know. I don't know. Look, interesting. Yeah, know, US interesting. police brutality. Probably don't want to go down that path. No, down not, not after this week, bro. No, or any. <laughs> yeah. Or any. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward, you know, jokes aside, looking forward to, to this game. Uh, you, you love seeing uh, an elite offense taking on an elite defense. Mm-hmm. Time would suggest that defense wins championships. Uh, but, yeah, can't, can't wait to watch this one. No. Yep. Well, it's interesting because I'd say well, the – of the four remaining teams, the two best uh, defenses in that four yep. are on the NFC side. So, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, you'd yeah, say maybe Eagles' defense is no, is no slouch. Like, nah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, whereas maybe you'd say the, the offenses on the other side slightly better, um, or, or yeah, comparable. Well, comparable. You're yeah. calling, yeah, calling the Eagles a more well-rounded team on both sides of the ball. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's probably the carry. Whereas you've probably got the more better. Elite quarterback talent on the AFC side, and that's maybe where we switch over with the Bengals taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Joe Burrow taking on um, uh, Patty Mahomes at Barrowhead Stadium, supposedly. Barrowhead, yeah, yeah. Well, has the wood over him. Uh, Bengal, well, Bengals have beaten the Chiefs in their last three outings. Did you see the Cincinnati mayor no. during the week? You were saying that they need to ask Joe Burrow to take a paternity to test to see if he's Patty. <laughs> Holmes' father. The mayor said so, that. Yes, the mayor said that. <laughs> <laughs> like in a public address. So, <laughs> so they're, they're, yeah, a bit, uh, a, bit of, a bit of fire. Yeah, a bit of banter. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see the teams that have done the banter. Will they be on the bad They're ends? talking a very big game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Chris Jones um, signed off his press conference during the week saying, we'll see you at Barrowhead Stadium. So, like, they've noticed it and they're like, hey, we're coming. So, it's going to be a good football game. And he walks the walk uh, Mm -hmm. as well as talking Mm -hmm. the talk. I believe I saw the highest rated player in this AFC Championship game. He's just unlucky that there's a dude called Aaron Donald that plays in the NFL. Because otherwise, yeah, he'd be that guy. Yeah. So, him. Yeah. He'd be him. (laughs) Yes. Um, Fuck, we're getting lazy in the English language. <laughs> 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 you can just say he, he him, he, him. That's it. Uh, I think that's y- more talking to our vocabulary than anything else, though. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> short form content, bro. That's where it's at. Yeah, so. short form content. Uh, It'll be all emojis in the future. Pop, pop culture. Yeah, we might like 
develop some kind of hieroglyphic. That's yeah, just got we, we're going backwards, bro. It's just got <laughs> poo emoji, eggplant emoji, yeah. laughing the Egyptians emoji, had it all figured fire out, emoji. Yeah, the Egyptians had it figured out. I don't know why we changed. That's it. They built the pyramids. Well, that's true. <laughs> Did they? That's true. We're going to build pyramids and all I've sent to you is eggplant, eggplant, water, water, fire, fire. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, we might have two of the best offences in the league going up uh, against it here. Is the difference going to be the defensive side of the ball? Is that our thinking here? Or is it just going to be, you know, Paddy Mahomes having to reclaim that Arrowhead Stadium, making dropping the B and making it Arrowhead Stadium? What, what are our thoughts here? Uh, it'd be interesting because if I look at it, you know, I'd give the wide receiver talent to Bengals. Yep, um, yep. agree. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, you know... Uh, it really helps out Burrow there. Mixon's been playing elite. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of the ball, like Elijah Apple needs a needs a big game. Everyone's expecting him to get uh, torched again, but he was yapping a bit, like uh, wasn't he? Yeah, um, and you know uh, what he did in the Super Bowl, of course, was you know the Apple getting roasted essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I've said it recently. I don't think Kansas City maybe has that elite kind of comparable. Wide receiver talent. They've got a dude called Kelsey who's better than everyone else. Yeah, so and so far ahead at his position, <laughs> yeah. it's lo- it's like, does that cancel out the fact that the Bengals arguably have the best wide receiver room in in the in the league? Yeah, I, I think so. Like you know, Hayden Hurst is no slouch, but he's he played no well Kels. last weekend. Didn't he's he? not. Yeah. yeah, he's not Kelsey at all. Mm. So, mm. Um, the defensive for Kansas City has been good. Um, maybe they lack. Elite talent at the corner position, but then I'd say the same for the Bengals. Both their secondaries are maybe a slightly bit suspect, but mm. uh, I think just uh, you know, win the game, score the most points. But in this, I think it's <laughs> thanks, John Madden. Yeah, <laughs> respectfully, I, th- I think it's uh, you know probably might come down to who has the most possessions, the last possession, and can score that last point because. Yeah, it's probably going to be a 30, 30 plus game or a 40, 40 mm. kind of game. Uh, yep. I think that's kind of what you could expect here in Arrowhead. Might depend on the weather again. Yeah. Um, of course, being in Arrowhead at this time of year. But if they get a clear game, I think big points. That's what I feel. Smash the overs. I think, you know, realistically, we, we're more likely to see it in, in this one. Yeah. I well, think what, what was the, can you find James the result of last year's uh, AFC Championship game? It was three points. I feel like it was three points off the back of my head. Head trying to work back twelve months ago. It's hard to remember what I had for breakfast, to be honest. Uh, but but going back, I, I feel like the Bengals won by three points. Is is my gut feel? I think I think this one gets decided uh, by whoever turns the ball over less. And obviously, that's a, a little bit of a cop out uh, when it comes to discussing American football. But uh, I, I just think with the talent on both sides of the football in this one, I think. Uh, it may come down to uh, you know who who throws that critical pick or or who coughs one up. Mm, yep. That's it. Uh, twenty seven to twenty four. Three points. Three points. It's always a safe bet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, player awards. Should we talk player? Oh, oh, let, do you want to do some picks? Do you want to do yeah. some picks? Go I'm on. going Bengals. Gun to your head. Uh, yeah, I like the Bengals. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. I know that the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs the last three times. I think. Arrowhead Stadium goes back to Arrowhead, mm. um, but yeah, uh, it's it's two evenly matched teams in both championship games, and uh, hopefully uh, for the neutral, you know, none of our teams here, um, just just see some some good games of football. Mm. No, definitely. 
Let's go into some player awards. We've got a few blokes here in the in the comments. Maybe after we discuss the NFL, we might just briefly oh, we can ch- chat a bit of cricket. Yeah. Uh, but we've got upcoming player awards. Uh, the MVP for what I've seen is essentially a two-horse race. We, uh, we've sort of discussed... Um, yep. You know, the, 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 the two big names uh, who will be playing tomorrow in Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The other nominations are Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, and Joe Burr. Uh, so we've got four quarterbacks and a receiver. I think it's a two-horse race. I think the odds reflect that. Yeah, I think statistically mm-hmm. Mahomes was better than all the others and Jalen was probably the only one uh, that could have taken that, that spot with his extra... Was it ten touchdowns in, on the ground? On the so ground, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I think if Jalen hadn't got hurt, it, it would have been him. So yeah, that that was that was my thoughts. So um, you think Mahomes? I think Mahomes. I think with the the all pro voting that they showed um, a couple of weeks ago, that it's kind of pretty clear that uh, Mahomes uh, would be the favorite there. So I think it's Mahomes. I'm yeah. going to go devil's advocate. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he does things that mm. other football players can't do, throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to consider the fact that if you get within the five, Jalen Hurts may as well be Derrick Henry uh, yeah. because. No one could stop him, on whether it be rolling out or whether it be on the on the QB snake. Um, I think it is essentially a coin flip. Maybe that that flip is is weighted a little bit more in the Mahomes camp. But I, I'd love to see Jalen Hurts and just saying shut the fuck up to yeah. all the people that said, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, running back. <laughs> you, you can do it at Oklahoma, but you won't be able to yeah. do it at the NFL. You don't yeah. have the accuracy. Shitting on his accuracy. Yeah, you're you know you're a running back. Oh yeah, you can squat six. 150 pounds. Yeah. Good, good on you. You're not going to be a pro. <laughs> you're not going to be a pro quarterback. And uh, him just saying a big, uh, yeah. How's this MVP look, bitches? Uh, to them. But yeah, I think I think it's a it's a two horse race. Obviously, Allen's had a great year. Disappointing for the Bills. Um, Jody Burrow look could be could be an outsider. Um, pretty rare for a receiver to win it. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, uh, I think, nearly just, broke some records this yeah, year. I think Justin Jefferson will win that Offensive Player of the Year. I also ball. agree. Yeah, it makes too much sense there. Defensive player of the year, I think. Well, let's, let's roll quickly into that okay, offensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. So if you rule the other two out because they're in the MVP conversation. It's, well, it's, do you give it to the other one? Because nah. they do do that. I was, I actually, uh, okay. I, did, I, I did a bit of research this week. Yeah, really? I did a bit of research. Uh, I My kind of thinking was, well, offensive player of the year generally goes to a running back or a receiver. Yeah, the dude, the dude that were, you know, topped – that level, but couldn't win an MVP because mm. it said quarterback. Yeah. However, in the 50 years of existence of Offensive mm. Player of the Year, mm. 20 quarterbacks have won it. So two out mm. of five times it's a quarterback, and most other times it tends to be a running back. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that, say, Mahomes wins MVP and Hurts wins Offensive Player of the Year or vice mm. versa. Did Cooper mm. get it last year? Cooper did get it last year, and recency bias suggests that it's a non-quarterback that, yeah, that picks I, it up. I feel just because of how close Jefferson got to that all-time uh, yardage record, I think it's going to be Jefferson. I agree. I agree. Makes and sense. then I think it's, uh, as Afra mentioned, uh, coin flip between Hertz and Mahomes. Yep. Monks, any, mm. anything to add there? No, not really. No, <laughs> I think you're right. Like, I mean, yeah, Hertz obviously running the ball like that impactive offensive player if he doesn't get... Um, MVP, then that's obviously the best argument mm. for him. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not a real quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just change that QB to an RB. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill obviously has had a 
yeah. standout year as well. You, you said you said him one you. season removed from Mahomes, showing yeah. that he is that top tier receiver. He as him. Well. It's he not, him. It's not yeah. uh, Mahomes and what he can do. So true. true. But I, I'm not sure. I wasn't paying attention well enough to you before. Um, you never do because you said the 20 <laughs> quarterbacks have won this award. Did you say how many was like quarterback MVP, quarterback offensive? Uh, I so think I up? think a lot of them are double ups. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which, 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 which would lead, me. yeah, which would lead to that whole, you know, probably MVP for Mahomes and Hertz could get the offensive, but I just feel like Jefferson may be a bit hard done by for his his season he had there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. DPO, why? Uh, why do they pick three nominees and not five for this? Uh, no, uh, usually I think most of the others were three as well. Like the rookies, and that was three. They okay. might, it might be just what they narrowed it down to. Okay, um, so, so we got guys Nick- that might have got votes. They've just narrowed it down for them. You know, for who will get the rest? We got Nick Bosa, defensive end, 49ers. Chris exactly. Jones, who we're just talking about, defensive Elite. tackle for the Chiefs. And Micah Parsons, one has to remember that he's in his second year <laughs> <laughs> in the pros. Uh, I Can't think for, for rookie of the year. For Bosa's, what, four? Uh, yeah, not 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 that many. Either, it. Not so. not not too many into it. Uh, led the league in sacks. From what I've seen, I think Bosa is favourite. Yeah, I think Bosa will win it as well. Um, which are you know unlucky for Chris Jones. Um, he's had an elite year. But well, both of them really. Yeah. yeah. If you if you go on off, off the stats, then you know if he's got the most sacks and um, got more than Parsons, so that's probably why he'll get chose. So I think Nick's a good choice there. Mm. Who else would you be expecting in that list outside of those top three? That's a great question. Has, has anyone? No one's really shined at at middle linebacker. Has anyone shined at corner? Yeah. Well, you what about Sauce Gardner in his first year? Yeah, but I, I think a touch off. Uh, yes, um, I'd say the the quarterbacks are cornerbacks that have won this award usually had to get like ten picks in the year. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not so shut down kind of. Yeah, it's Champ Bailey years where no one looked at my side of the field kind of. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Uh, it's Although, did he win this award? He did win this award yeah. uh, and did get 10 picks that year. So <laughs> that's, how, that's how I know. And I'm pretty sure. And then the years after, people stopped throwing the chin yeah. Bailey's side. Yeah, I think uh, Sonny Samuel uh, first. Mm. I think he got 10 as well and got uh, a defensive player of the year. Mm. Um, but that's kind of, you, you got to get turnovers and affect the game in a more way than just uh, not get anything thrown at you. Because again, it's statistics. I suppose um, that's it. Like, it's very heavily driven, sort of, by like. Yeah. How many sacks you get, or yeah, stacks, and, stacks and, and same for middle linebackers. Like it doesn't matter if you get two hundred tackles. You got to get yeah. two hundred tackles, five picks, and five sacks. Like you got yeah. a complete game, five like fumble recoveries. Like you need more of a complete game. Whereas it's, I guess, for the defensive end guys, the guys that affect the game with sacks. That's you know how you get involved in the, in the in that in that spot. So and for picks, there was no standout. So Minka Fitzpatrick, mm. uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, Justin Simmons, and Tariq Woolen all uh, s- split it with six. Yeah. So yeah. you'd think probably no one in the secondary puts their hand up. No, no. I don't think I don't think anyone will get it in the secondary. Moving on, uh, Dan. What else have we got? Uh, rookie of the year. Yep. Uh, and coach of the year. Find that. Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson. Discuss. Chris Alave, stiff, perhaps? Perhaps, yeah. Statistically, uh, was behind Wilson in all categories. So you can see that reason. I think Alave started the year really well and then kind of had a slower back half, whereas I think Wilson kind of had a better middle section of the year and was a bit slow towards the end of, end, uh, of that, but still did mm. uh, statistically well. Walker was probably, you know, once he stole the job um, mm. there at Seahawks, got 1,000 yards, was pretty good. 
what I find interesting, and Brock Purdy's in here, of course, because he's uh, had the seven wins now. If you look at his numbers, they're almost identical to what Jalen Hurts has done in their last seven starts. That's which is which which, which is, is nuts. <laughs> which is nuts, and then also for a quarterback to win off uh, you know offensive rookie of the year after seven starts, I think he might actually do it. I think so too. Because if I look at Wilson's numbers, if you look at Justin Jefferson's rookie year where he didn't win the award, he had like 400 more receiving yards. So I think it's maybe a bit of a down year for offensive rookie, Mm. which makes me think that maybe that could lead to Purdy actually winning this award. Here's one for you. Numbers aside, games Mm. played aside, Mm. of those three players, who has been the most integral to their team's success? Oh, Purdy, of course. Uh, yeah, I think that's the way. Yeah, if he, if he steps in and they imagine he wins, a su- imagine he wins the Super Bowl this yeah. year and he didn't win the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah. If he come in and they won none of those games, then you know the Forty ers aren't playing in the playoffs. So like he had to do his job and he's done an yeah. excellent job at that. He's, and that's what a quarterback's number one job is. Yeah, they've they've played. You, you can talk about yards, you can talk about ratings, you can talk about touchdowns to intercept ratio, but your number one job is to win football games. And, and statistically, they mm. have been better with him than they had with the other two quarterbacks. Yeah. Like they, you know, they're scoring ten more points a game on average than they were uh, beforehand. So they've gone from a twenty-five to a thirty-five point average, which is crazy to think about. With you've got a rookie quarterback who was picked last in the draft. So I've Mister Relevant, yeah, Mister Relevant. <laughs> Let's go. I, I think it's an excellent story. I think that's probably the way they sell it. And I just don't think Walker and Wilson, compared to previous years of rookie winners have statistically, you know, those clear-cut kind of numbers that they did. So that's what kind of makes me lead that, yes, Purdy could probably sneak in here and steal this one. Monks, you got some Purdy versus <laughs> Brady comparisons. I imagine early on it's all Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at Tom Brady's first, like, different his bro. first season. <laughs> Very different, but... Yeah. Hindsight's 20 yeah, Tom Brady played yeah. with the dinosaurs, bro. Is that all? <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, very quick. It's yeah, Brock Purdy's definitely done a lot better. Has mm. had a lot better start uh, to Tom Brady in his first year where he started um, more games. So and more games than sitting on the bench. So yeah, defensive rookie of the year. There is three: Source Gardner, who we spoke briefly about, Aiden Hutchinson, and uh, Tariq Warren, who was a fifth round pick, I believe, for the Seahawks. Uh, mm-hmm. We just spoke about him getting six picks this year. Yep. Uh, I think all, all credit to, to, to Tariq Woolen and what he's been able to achieve this year. I believe this is probably a two-horse race between Source and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, but I think Woolen was probably what's going to hurt Source's candidacy in this because uh, mm. Source didn't you know, impact the game as much there with the turnovers. In terms of the numbers, yeah. Yes, yeah, so he had a pretty good um, uh, year coverage-wise. Um you know, some of the hardcores that watch that might be question how much uh, PI you got away with as mm. well as as part of that process. But I think what Aiden Hutchison's did with the Lions, uh, I think he might end up winning. Yeah, I think so too. He w- probably was the most ready to play NFL defensive end that I can remember in quite some time. It's interesting. You look at his numbers, he almost had about double uh, statistic-wise than what Walker did, who went one. So, mm, uh, yeah. so he's played really well uh, in that space. I think Walker actually played better in the playoffs um, when they got there. But, yeah. They had, uh, Lions weren't in the playoffs. No, no, no I meant the, for, for the Jags. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm with, I'm with yeah, you. So when it, when it's he, just salty Packers for Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. They kicked you out. So, yeah. <laughs> um, But, you know, he, I think the Lions um, – uh, Walker's kind of back like last few games then leading into the playoffs. He played a lot better than he had as a as a early rookie throughout the season. 
Um, whereas Aiden Hutchinson kind of just came in as that dude and just uh, had a good year all around. And they've kind of built around um, that blue collar, that kind of style that, they, mm. that he plays and the Lions play. And then Hard they, knocks, baby. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of pushed them into the point where they almost uh, could have made the playoffs. Comeback player of the year is interesting because mm. all these guys have had some yeah. sort of season mm-hmm. and all kind of extenuating circumstances differ. Saquon Barkley, mm. Christian McCaffrey and Geno Smith. Thoughts? I think Christian McCaffrey's probably the outsider on this one. Mm. Not I, playing I, as many games. If he, But you look at sheer numbers, it's pretty wild. Yeah. True. True. But it also, if you want to talk sheer numbers, uh, guess who now owns the most passing yards in a Seahawks jersey in a single season? Yeah. <laughs> it's not Russell Wilson. No. It's Gino no. fucking Smith. Yeah. He's yeah, he's done surprisingly well. Like Saquon well, you talk has about been teams great. And team success as well. Like yeah. Saquon coming back and no one expected this Giants team to yeah. do anything and, I, and no. then they go to the, the last the, eight teams in the NFL. I agree. And I think the way... If you go for who was the most valuable to their team success in that, I think Saquon really carried a lot of that Giants team for mm. a lot of the year and um, really was a big difference for them and statistically did a really, really good job. Chris McCaffrey like left the Panthers and the Panthers got better, which has been interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if that's more CMC because the 49ers got better with CMC. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was probably more of a whole uh, greener pastures for everyone involved mm. yeah, in mm. that. Um but, you know, it's very hard to go past the quarterback in this. Um, but of those, you know, three, two of them have gone a little bit further um, playoff-wise. So I'm leaning more towards Saquon. I think in the New York market it makes more sense. I'm going to go Gino. Leaving Gino. I'll go Gino. I think where the Seahawks could have ended up compared to where they didn't end up, they've done very well this season. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Again, Giants obviously played overs as well, but uh, Danny Dimes had a great season as well. Yeah. Um, again, probably due to Barkley being able to open up um, their play playbook a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, again, that quarterback bias as well, I suppose. Let's uh, wrap up our chat about player awards. Uh, well, with uh, Coach of the Year. <laughs> Not really a player, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, We've got Brian uh, DeBoll mm-hmm. from the Giants, Sean McDermott, Bills, Doug Peterson, Jags, Cole Shanahan, 49ers, Nick Sirianni, Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to eliminate the first two, and I think it's between the last three. Uh, and I think Doug Peterson probably will miss out, and I think it'll be between the two guys playing off in the conference. Tomorrow, yeah, for, for the NFC. I think I agree. I think it's a coin flip between these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Nick Sirianni on... Basis of expectation at the start of the year. I don't think anyone really saw the Eagles going this well. Not that, maybe not this far. I think it was a prove-it year for them because they kind of like, hey, we've got we've gone out and got everything mm. we can to make mm. Jalen as good as he needs to be. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, as part of that process um, over there um, as the coach, you know, getting them in the right space they need to get get the most out of Hurts. I think they've kind of achieved that. So I can definitely see it. But then the same, same story on the other side of the ball. On the other team, you know, Kyle Shanahan's done done an ex- excellent job with uh, Brock Purdy, as we've mentioned. So, uh, yeah, like I said, coin toss. I think it'll be between those two. Mark's anything to add? No, not really. I yeah, pretty much agree uh, with all of that. Um, 
again, the turnaround for the Jags this season has been phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, that, yeah, Doug Peterson probably has a shout, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Peterson over the other two. Yeah, definitely. That's my thoughts. Um, but yeah, 49ers and Eagles. Again, you're talking about the top top offense, top defense in the leagues there. Um, mm. Yeah, can't go past that. So in final news, and leave that there because uh, not a huge amount of news on coaching fronts. Uh, Frank Reich uh, has been hired by the Panthers, uh, who also was their first quarterback um, in the franchise history. Yeah. Through the first touchdown yeah. for them. So I didn't know that. a bit You're of right. coming home there for Frank. That's cool. Um, so he's looking to put his staff together. So the Panthers are first off. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, who I think will probably win that Assistant Coach of the Year award, mm. uh, looks mm. like he'll be the favourite for both the Texans and the Broncos job, if you believe reports currently. Uh, looking likely he might take that Houston job, of course, having played in for the Texans and uh, you know his wife's family is essentially from there. He met his wife in Texas, mm. um, out mm. in Texas, so... Uh, well, in Houston, sorry. Uh, so I think you'll uh, most likely pick Houston out of that uh, option. Imagine taking that change, 49ers to Texans. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be a head coach, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. See, and yeah. he's got their personal investment in the rest of it. Exactly, mm. exactly. And uh, they've got, I think, four picks in the top 40, so all the top 50, something like that. So they can get a whole bunch of young talent, um, mm. quarterback being one of those. Um uh, so we'll see how that goes. I've seen actually speaking of that, I've seen some rumors that uh, actually no, I think Warren started the rumors, so probably not real uh, <laughs> about the Bears <laughs> trading Fields and taking Young at one. So yeah. which it uh, would be a very interesting turn of events. But I doubt it. So mm. what's that leave? So um, that just leaves Denver, Houston. What was the other one? It was the fourth one? Uh, Cards. Cards, mm. that's another one, and yeah. Colts. Colts was the other one. So there, still yeah. really no movement on that. Yeah. Probably get Colts it. did say that they officially interviewed Saturday. For a second time as well. They did yeah. a second interview for him, which is kind of big because it means he's on, the, say, their shortlist. So mm. um, it's looking for Sean Payton. It's looking, he was actually saying today on Fox that it's 7% chance he returns to Fox. So mm. looking like he might okay. be ruled out. But um, team would have to trade a first round pick at least uh, to the Saints for his services, which you know is a bit of a hindrance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Because uh, he's still technically owned under contract by uh, New Orleans. Owned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it seems like it's a lot of watch this space at the moment. Yeah, really. and we'll probably get more uh, clarity after you know a couple more teams get knocked out. Uh, Teams that go deep in the playoffs are usually where their uh, coaches get pilfered from, mm-hmm. uh, especially the hot, uh, you know, mm. assistant coaches, uh, the coordinators, etc. So we'll get there, get there closer. Rana announced uh, for the halftime show. Stephen A. Smith, he likes to be Top a bit shoot. of bit of a shock jock. <laughs> some might might say uh, outspoken thoughts. Uh, yeah, I don't think he had anything pleasant to say, unfortunately, about the, the announcement, which is, you know, a bit rough, I guess, on uh, one, the NFL, and then on uh, Rihanna. But I think she's, uh, as, a, as a pop talent, um, up there in the last two decades with, say, the Beyonce's and mm. uh, the M&M's we had in the past. But mm. um, does it have an exact... Ain't no Beyonce. Yeah, that's what I thought he would say. So I think that's, you know, you see what the NFL's done to try and go that direction but I think uh, the 
the success of her music over the last decade it would be comparable to mm. any decade of Beyonce's. So. You know, uh, my thoughts on Stephen A. Smith in a nutshell? He's a talking head wanker. He fucking sucks. <laughs> 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 He's made a career out of talking shit about guys like LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those guys that can't take success in his team winning, so he always takes success in your team losing. He's a bloke that shit mentality. He's a bloke that needs to fall asleep next to a mirror. Yeah, actually, fucking wake up to him. Sorry, I I think I saw. uh, I think he like it's it's it's, (laughs) but he's but also do you hate the player or do you hate the game because he is a product of the clickbaity headliney. You know, talking head media that has has become ESPN and, and yeah, well, mainstream media. You look at the other side of the, the other networks, and Skip Bayless is yeah, you know, it's, exactly, it's gross, which man. is interesting because uh, I think they were going to have a debate between the two of them, where it'd just be Skip and <laughs> talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. Re- let's look into this argue, uh, article here. Like he says all this stuff, and then a week later he retracts it or says yeah. sorry. It's like he yeah. said stuff to make a headline, and then a week later he's like, oh, I, I didn't can really just say sorry for that. Yeah, yeah. I can just apologise. And got us morons talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Uh, you, you see how you see how it works. You know, feed the machine, etc. So anyway, I, I think it, it'll probably be an excellent halftime show. It'll be interesting to see uh, who uh, Rihanna will bring out as uh, supporting acts in that in that um, stable uh, of hers. Like, what's what's her coaching tree look like? As you will, and who's she going <laughs> to bring out? Tree. Yeah, um, but I think it's going to be pretty hard to top uh, Dre, Eminem, and um, yeah, big shoes to fill from, from last, last year. year. Like, yeah, no crip walks. Thanks, Rihanna. Yes, but uh, I'll definitely be singing along when uh, when the sun shine, we shine together. Yeah, you can stand under my <laughs> has, umbrella. She has yeah. plenty of bangers. Yeah. Oh, like, fuck uh, it, I think oh, it'll be right. bops. I think that's what the kids say these yeah. days. Bops, <laughs> bops. <laughs> That'll do us, I suppose, for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to watch these championship games tomorrow. Again, pray for mm-hmm. rain. Um, quickly address a few of these questions. Yeah, here. if you want to run through. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Blues and uh, Uta, uh, for, for joining us here. What do we make of the upcoming Aussie tour of the India Border Gavaskar series? I think we said earlier in the show that we're not confident... Oh, I was going to say whitewash Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're either overconfident. All yeah. jokes aside, we yeah. think maybe Monkey the- A. Smith on the end of the day. Yeah, Monkey <laughs> A. Smith. Yeah, Monkey A. Smith over here says India will India will be get be uh, sons, sons, sons to Australia four <laughs> nil, uh, and then we we will retract the statement three days later. <laughs> um, no, look, I think no. I think it's the strongest side that we've sent over for quite some time. Yeah. We think playing the spin, uh, we've got Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne, uh, the number one and number two ranked test bats mm-hmm. in the world. Uh, it's going to be interesting from a selection point of view as to who we go with. Will we go two quicks with Nathan Lyon and insert spinner here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's going to be a, a really challenging series uh, for, for Travis Head and David Warner for different reasons. One, to prove himself... Uh, outside of Australia and one to regain that confidence of the Australian public uh, in, mm. you know, his immense talents as a cricketer. We can't wait. We're two weeks away, mm-hmm. um, f- you know, four tests over in the subcontinent, challenging um, conditions. We would like nothing more than, uh, than an Aussie um, series win. 
Um, but the realists in us probably say we hold our own and we don't get swept, but uh, mm. probably not hoping for a series win. I'll say 2-1 India with one drawn. I think it's a fair, fair kind of fair statement. Yeah. I, I, it's hard, hard to say anything otherwise than that, and I think you've covered all the points. Question for you. Uh, if Australia win out this year, uh, win all the series, where do you think that puts Paddy Cummins on the all-time list for Australian captains? Pretty hard when you're going up against guys like Steve Waugh yeah. and Ricky Ponning. Where he needs to do it for like five more years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like even <laughs> like say they go over and they win yeah. this trophy and then they go and win, win, the, win the, Ashes. the Ashes in England. Who are they playing in the summer? Oh, I think I think next summer we've got like the West Indies come over and Pakistan perhaps. Pakistan. I think next summer here, I don't think we have to worry about too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you, you think of the the uh, pedigree of the blokes that went beforehand and us obviously as spoiled teenagers yeah. watching mm-hmm. the Australian team essentially never lose, Yes, um, I think he's still got a ways to go. Does it add... You know, some really respectable series wins to his resume, of course. India and India is hard for any fucking captain. Any, I don't care who. Any team. Yeah, and, yeah. and England in England. So They say the same thing about coming here and playing us. So Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and cricket is a weird sport in that the country that you play in has so much to do with uh, the result of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, the, the sticks are in all kinds of form. We saw, again, in home conditions against lesser opposition – um, Smith, Kawaja, Warner and Labashane all feast in, in our Australian summer. How are they going to play on spin? How are they going to play on rank turners in, in Nagpur and Dharamshala and Ahmedabad and the like? Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be challenging. Um, we – look, I, I, I can't put my hand on my heart and say I think Australia goes over, over there and wins this series, but I think we'll be reasonably competitive. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think the final comments there was about <laughs> your mustache. Yeah, you, you got a, a compliment on oh, your really? on your mustache. Yes, yeah. Mr. Thanks. Blues says if only I could grow such yeah, a good yeah. mush. I believe um, <laughs> referring to <laughs> mustache. Yeah, I, I looked at <laughs> us as like it's not us. <laughs> mustache. My life would have some meaning. Don't worry, Mr. Blues. We're all here talking on the internet and also have no meaning in our lives. <laughs> so uh, it, it is. It's a human pursuit. Yeah. The pursuit for meaning. I got to say, is. I'm pretty impressed that it's regrown so well after the wedding as well. That's I, yes. I, mean, I just have to say, it's probably more so the lighting than anything else. Yeah, so if you, if you look it up closely, it's, it's looking more orange than than that actual dark. Yeah. Yeah, color there. So. Bad, if you're in search for some meanings, uh, pump out a few children and uh, just play it from there, and <laughs> <laughs> gives your life a bit of yeah. meaning, I suppose. <laughs> don't cl- don't let, clip that. <laughs> let them figure it out for you. <laughs> uh, so All right, so Rambo, some NBA. Yeah, let's go uh, again across the Pacific. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up, bang! We have some All Stars announced. We have the East and the West. Uh, it's only a few weeks away, really. Monks, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the starters on the on the big screen there. Um, look, I think essentially went as per script. The starters in the West, uh, in the front court, uh, we've got um, five-time, five-time um, uh, all-star in Nikola Jokic and perhaps three-time MVP. We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. How's this? 19-time All-Star in LeBron James. Might break the <laughs> uh, the scoring record in a few weeks. Yep. And uh, and Zion sneaking in there his second time. Uh, backcourt mm. consisting of Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic. 
Uh, we go over to the east, uh, and uh, well, they've done it a little bit here on the, uh, you know, flipping the old uh, graphic here. So I'm going to have to try and work out. All right. So they've picked Irving and Mitchell. I think that graphic's wrong. Is going to be their guards. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Jason Tatum as the small mm. and with KD mm. as power forward and Giannis as as the big. So they haven't gone a true big, yeah, I well, suppose. Well, have you heard it, how they're making the teams for this? No. Uh, it's essentially a schoolyard selection. Like just before they're going to play oh, the game. Just before they're going to play, like five minutes before they're going to play, they're going to pick the teams. teams. Yeah, they're just going to go, you're, you're on my team, you're on my team. Because they had been doing the draft system like leading up to it, but as by all accounts it sounds like they're going to do the selection on the night of. So, we'll, wow. Yeah, we'll see how that all plays so out. Wait, what do you mean? So those five are in and then they're going to pick so out. So that's why it says West Pool and East Pool. So they're, they're the guy, they've gone away and gone, who are the best players in each conference? And then they've essentially go into the pool to then be selected for the All-Star teams. As in Mitchell could be playing. Yes. Right. Yeah, it depends on who LeBron Mitchell wants. Play with so that's why we've got the oh, two gotcha. characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this so you've made like, like, it's like Pro Bowl esque. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like stupidity. Yeah, well well <laughs> they've actually been doing this first before and then the NFL's kind of been copying yeah. their ideas. So yeah. Uh, I believe that's how Why it's not just work. play East versus West and no defense and no one's oh, gonna okay. actually play hard and just fucking make it hundred and eighty versus hundred and seventy five. Yeah. So you're telling me, so all these guys from the West could end up playing for uh, LeBron and Giannis and vice versa? Potentially. We're not all just four. Yeah, it depends on the selections. Depends who they pick. Well, obviously it's just, you know. Who gets a, picked first? An exposition. Exposi- wow. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibition weekend. It is. Well, that's the, I don't know why I was trying to say the exposition, whatever that means. <laughs> Exposition. That's the point. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, can yeah. we go through those other players uh, that that, oh, yeah. that could also be there on the on the yeah, rosters? A few a few yeah. names uh, which which sort of raise the old proverbial eyebrow. Yeah, just go back to where we were. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, going down, going down. Yeah, and up and up. Yeah, that that's the one. Yeah. Boom. All right. So, AD, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Paul George. Laurie Markinen, Draymond Green, Demandus Sabonis, Kevin Looney. So they can pick them. I don't know. Yeah, so the other eight starters from whom James and Giannis can pick will be announced Thursday. Oh, so that's that's who's in the running. That's the votes. That's yes, the votes. That's just the votes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think we're a fair ways off um, understanding how this is working this year. Yeah, like so the two captains were the players from each conference who received the most votes. Yes, yep. LeBron and Giannis. So Feb second will get reserves announced. Okay, for a game that really is, mm, to put it delicately, so, and then means nothing. And then the teams will play until one team reaches this target score. Oh, target! Yeah, which will be twenty four points more than the leading side's preliminary score through three quarters. Uh, Total of 24 <laughs> was chosen to Wait, what? Kobe Bryant, who wore that number for the second half of his career. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Yeah. you got you to you you run up a 24-point right. lead. Right, 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 right. So captains will still draft from the other eight starters first before moving to reserves in the conference. Affiliation of each player will not matter when drafting. Jesus, there's a bit going on, isn't there? Yeah. So I go back and forth for the, fir- for the 
eight starters, starters and, then and then pick from the reserves. And you've got to run reserves. up a 24 point lead, yeah. Yeah. which is kind of discouraged in basketball, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dunk it on yeah, yeah, yeah. opposition and whatever. Yeah. Strange. That'll, that'll end the game. So <laughs> they could just show up and be 24 0 and then the job done. Let's go home. Let's talk about the NBA. It might be real easier to well, understand. Because uh, we finished the NFL section, the Pro Bowl side of it is going to be Peyton Manning and Eli Manning as the captains. Flag so football? A flag football and a whole bunch of different kind of uh, skill challenges they're going to be picking as well. I feel mm. like they're going to have some sort of picking draft system maybe as well. But I'm not sure if it'll go cross-conference, but... Yeah, they've been picked as their captains. Had a pretty fire uh, trailer video for that from NFL uh, and ESPN. Back to games, NBA. Let's talk about the East. Uh, so the Celtics, they have dropped a few games in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixers and mm-hmm. Bucks doing their best to chase them down. And a few Aussies that uh, need to be mentioned playing well. Uh, so the Celtics still hold first place. They're 35 and 15. Uh, they had won nine in a row, but Marcus Smart's been out with an ankle. They've dropped their last three, mm. which kind of opens the door for, you know, the, the pursuing uh, teams there in the East. The 76ers, they've won six in a row. I think, mate, that's seven as of today uh, with a very impressive performance against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Joel Embiid, his, his PPGs will be up because he was 33.4 before he went... It's got 40. 44. 44 and 18 boards today. The Bucks sit in third uh, as Aussies were very interested in Joe Ingles and his mm. continued uh, rehab from that ACL. And he's playing minutes and he's contributing, which is great to see. 22 minutes P game. Uh, what's he averaging? Six, seven points, something like that. The Nets, they've kind of gone a little bit the other way. Mm. Two and five since the last pod. However, Ben Simmons recorded his first triple double uh, as a net. As a net since yep. he mm. since he was a seventy six. Did you guys Big. see last week they played each other mm. and there was no love lost <laughs> between <laughs> Big JoJo and Ben Simmons? Yeah, not at all. Did you see uh, Ben during the week? I think he got a, a phantom like uh, elbow or phantom hand across across his face, and he uh, went had to go up the tunnel. Took himself out of the game. Went up the tunnel. And, uh, people getting stuck into a bit about uh, bad about yeah, that. Softer, yeah, yeah Ben exactly. Simmons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it didn't look like much, um, so there may be a little bit there, but, uh, it, it, you know, and anything he does is going to be heavily scrutinised. Of course, of course. Mm. He, he's got the monkey on his back. I, I too, have uh, been been slapped by the phantom once. I'm talking about the phantom pokey that used to uh, <laughs> live down at the Atlantic Club and other clubs around. Uh, <laughs> and used to, you have a win and it would say, the phantom. <laughs> Took a bit of my money. I'll see exactly where you're coming from there, Ben. Uh, the the Comparing yourself to Simmons. <laughs> well, in terms of phant- phantoms, yeah, yeah. you know, phantoms. Uh, the Cavs, <laughs> they've, they've sort of struggling to get a bit of consistency. We saw Spider Mitchell going mental, what he has, 71 points a couple of weeks ago. And they've I think sort he had a 60 burger the other day as well. So. Well, I think in the last sort of week or two, it's Kind of been win-loss, win-loss, yeah. sort of a bit, bit red, bit green. Uh, a team that is, however, kind of going in the right direction. You've got the jersey hanging up there, Monks, is is the mm. Miami Heat. Uh, with sort Jimmy of, Buckets? Yeah, Jimmy Buckets. We, 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 it's weird, isn't it? We said at the start of the year, oh, the Heat aren't playing too good. Yeah, Jimmy Buckets has <laughs> been out. Tyler Hero hasn't been playing. Ben's been in there. Yeah. You get all three of them together, they start playing good hoops. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they're 10-4 and four in January. Uh, I think that's more deserved 
uh, to you know where they stand. They're, they're making their run at the moment, so it's good. And there's a bit of an interesting story there um, for for Jimmy Buckets. There was a kid and his mum travelled four thousand miles to see Jimmy play, and then he was inactive for that game. Um, and he's real disappointed in yeah, himself. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but he, you know, he, he next game he played, he flew him out and gave him. Um, uh, you know, courtside mm. seats, etc. So they had a great, great feeling. But it just kind of shows, I guess, how how loved Jimmy Buckets is in that team, um, and he really, mm. uh, really is taking them in the right direction. And they've probably where they would probably pretty happy where they are at the moment, and they're yeah. they're, they're poised to to make a run at some of the teams ahead of them. Is top four unrealistic? I don't see why not. Yeah, like I it's, agree. it's you know they're four games behind. Like it's they can probably get there pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Keep that form of ten and four going, and yeah, they'll definitely get it. Then we sort of mm. uh, well, probably Knicks and Hawks first in in seventh and eighth. Knicks again, uh, it's kind of like the Cavs been sort of up and down. Julius Randle went pretty good. Uh, Hawks getting it together six and two since the last pod, and then we just run into congestion, just yes. sort of play in congestion. I mm. think we if we work our way down, Pistons, Hornets, line through them. Magic most likely. I'd say yeah. Most right. likely line through him. However, uh, mm. Paolo Banchero is just about an all star in his first year. He's under a dollar ten to be rookie of the year. And then you look at the the rest: Pacers, Wizards, Bulls, Raptors. They're all just below five hundred. The the Wizards they traded Rui Hachimura to the Lakers for Kendrick Nunn and three second rounders. Yeah. Our thoughts regarding that? Uh, yeah. seems like a. A big trade. I think that's good for the wizard. Like, yeah. like Rui. Rui's a good player, but three second rounders. You you mm, could get anyone yeah. in that. It's you know, it's, it's the, the NBA here. True, but the NBA second rounds not usually where you make. Yeah, it's. But three. That's yeah. Three I, I, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah. I think that. Yeah, I, I take your point. Yeah, three dice rolls in. A, you know, in a round that's. Uh, why it doesn't have the star power of the first, of, of course, course, for, for mm. obvious reasons. But I guess you. You definitely get some quality players there, and then someone might stand up and be really good for you. Sorry, I was mm. just laughing. The the Australian fullback scored, and her last name was Dick. So, mm. well, <laughs> yeah, immature me on the end of the table. <laughs> we uh, we probably need to do one episode where we've got a Quinton de Kock and a Nirishan Dickwilla <laughs> hanging up there. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason outside of them being outstanding cricketers. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, we could keep batsmen. Yeah. yeah. One of us wear a hard dick shirt. So. <laughs> <laughs> Round the wrong way. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says Punja. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, into into the West, boys. Uh, the Nuggets that they are top of the Western Conference, thirty four and fifteen. You have been singing the praises of Nikola Jokic, yes. And uh, out of nowhere, he's come into like a dollar seventy to be the MVP mm-hmm. to three Pete. Um, what do you reckon? The way that he's been playing is pretty hard to argue. I think so. And if you look at the fake stat, maybe that's the, a good reason why. Uh, so if you still get triple doubles, uh, he leads the league in 15. Uh, Luca is second at 10. Mm. Uh, and then the next closest is six behind at four. Um, mm. You have to look at a, a beat as a comparison, he's got one. Um, so he doesn't get assists. So. Exactly, exactly. So, so you look at today, and the Sixers yeah. beat the Nuggets. True, and, and JoJo scores forty four and puts up eighteen. Mm, yes. That's the counter argument to 
Yeah, and he's leading the league in the scoring. So exactly. So that's, I, th- there's I, a, there's a pretty handy counter to Joker being the MVP there. Yeah. So it's I think again it'll depend on how they go through the back half of the year. Uh, I'd say one game probably won't define the MVP, and you know Joker by from what I saw had a pretty average game. Um, uh, he'd probably be a bit disappointed with uh, what he put up in that one. But, you know, if he has the next two weeks like that, then, yeah, well, oh, maybe there's a problem there. But uh, I think he'll probably return back to his usual form. Statistically, across all the, all the categories, he's doing really well. He's comparable to, if not better, than his previous two MVPs. Mm, so mm, you can mm. see the reasoning why he's in that conversation uh, and firming uh, as a favourite. And like I said, probably Abid is the other big man that scores Bok points um, uh, is the other one. Also have to consider Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, I suppose. But uh, yeah. it's crazy that the difference that two weeks makes. Yep. Because we were looking mm. at Joker a few weeks ago, and you know he was sort of he was lurking, you know, around it. Well, at, I think at, we asked the question: is like, Will he? And now it's kind of like it's now he's wanting. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's firmed as like he should probably get his third one, and mm. it's just whether can anyone uh, chase him down or. Um, or does he kind of like go into a lull period, as I just mentioned before, and mm. someone else can can really close that gap? But either way, the Nuggets are still playing uh, excellent basketball and what four, three games ahead of second place. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you want to talk about Shannon Sharp? Hilarious. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. How did this start? He he was getting stuck into a few members of the uh, of the Grizzlies. I can't remember who on the Grizzlies team it was because it was a, a while ago. Um, was I don't know. He I don't know who said the first comment. Um, but essentially it was like your shit, uh, your <laughs> shit. Um, it's like, do you want some? He's like, yeah. and you know, Shannon Sharp's not going to back down. He's a no. Actually, Shannon Sharp is a fucking massive dude, by the way. He's oh actually, yeah, he's yeah. actually got into bodybuilding since he's retired. Mm. Um, so uh, he doesn't take shit from no one. And then what about Steve Adams? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, there's levels to, to, yeah. being, to yeah. being a big fella. Yeah, mm. but um, yes, uh, he's, he's definitely a big tall Kiwi. Uh, but I think then what happened was, it wasn't Morant, but um, uh, Yar's father, or I think it's T maybe, um, from the other side of the court was getting in, stuck in the shadow and they had to be separated and that's kind Verbal of... Verbal altercation is what this, yeah. uh, this story suggests. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of that all will be separated, a little little bit of chat. Um, they took uh, Shannon up the tunnel and then I think he came back for the third quarter and let him back there and they cooler heads prevailed. He did apologise during the week for his actions. He's, mm. he's just like, yes, I'm, you know, I shouldn't, I'm not going to take it back with that, etc. like that, but I am a, uh, a grown-ass man. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this shit. And a lot of people watch me and watch what I do and it's like, yeah, it's not what I want to be pushing. If that was what he said in verbatim, I'm a grown-ass man and I shouldn't be doing this shit, I I (laughs) (laughs) empathise. It doesn't seem like too much has come about it. You know, a few words were said and and the rest of it. We can can get on with our lives. It was interesting visuals and et cetera. Was that a Lakers game? I think the Lakers were there. Mm. How about the Kings? The fucking beam. After <laughs> after we said, oh, they won't like turn that beam. We won't. They won't turn that beam on very much. Beam uh, me up, Delhi. Uh, they're they're yeah. in third. Yeah. So that starts to beg the question: Are they for real? I have to say so. Yeah. If surely not. Surely the Sacramento Kings aren't the champions of the NBA this year. No, uh, champions is Maybe a bit of a stretch. 
Like, you know, you look at the team. Uh, could like, they play for Western Conference? For, could they? Maybe. Maybe. You know, Pelicans are right behind them. Same kind of probably mm. conversation there. And they've been well. going the other way. Yes. Which is on being hurt. out. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're. Are they, you know, one-man team? But I think they're kind of both there primed that they uh, may be a little bit overs at this point, but we will have to wait and um, see how that plays over. Them. We're, ha- we're halfway through the season. They're sitting third. Yeah. Uh, so you probably don't see them missing out at, at this stage. No, I, I think if the probably the biggest change will come from, uh, you know, Golden State Warriors, Suns, um, maybe even the Mavs there, like, but they've got a, a lot of work to do there. Exactly, but uh, they, they need to like they need to hit their straps and mm. uh, start coming through. If they can, mm. then, uh, you know, that's probably where these two teams maybe uh, move down in that pecking order. Because, um, yeah, we're still waiting for, you know, those teams kind of maybe to hit their, their straps a little bit and hit their, you know, get going because at the moment they're all sitting around 500. Mm. So it's less about the Kings, whether the Kings are playing Good or bad basketball, it's more those other teams are playing unders at the moment. Well, look, if, if you go from the Kings down to, well, even the Timberwolves, like so nine, nine and ten, yeah. like there's there's a game mm. or two games difference. Like that's, it's, yeah. It's yeah. super close. So a lot can change very, very quickly. And that's not to take anything away from Darren Fox and Demetrius no, Sabanis for being yeah. fucking elite yeah. so far. But, yeah, you just look at those teams nipping at the heels and you, you look at, you know, the Mavs, the Warriors, uh, even the T-Wolves who – you know, probably have been a little bit disappointing so far, and the Suns, you know, dropping off that off that good start. You expect uh, them to, to to come pretty good. Uh, you know, when when you're sort of talking April May. Well, uh, I think we said it for go with the T Wolves. I think we were saying on the last potty that they need to f- kind of work out what their strategy is to get those big man uh, firing, and maybe they finally hit that whatever that chemistry is or whatever they need yeah, to, to get in. But it's not the it's not. Um, KAT and, and Gobert that's been yeah. killing it. It's, it's Ann Edwards. Ann Edwards, I think I was looking at Well, maybe that. that's the thing, though. Do they take a step back and put someone else, like, in the forefront? Do they just change their strategy a little bit? And it's but obviously tra- whatever they've done is working and they're winning games. Which Yeah, but that trade did not make sense at the time. Yes. It still does not make sense. I Trading for Gobert when you've got one of the elite fucking glass yeah, cleaning – Big men in the league to have two of them. It just it just seems like you've got twins out there and not in the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, twins, twins, twins. twins. Yeah, uh, shout out to the to the late great awesome powers. Don't think he died. No, I think he's still, <laughs> <laughs> he's still around. Uh, well, I think he Mike Myers is still around. I think he Austin Powers maybe well, the, the character might be dead. he might be dead because yeah. I'm not sure if they'd let one of his movies run in this day. Yeah, so probably fat bastard, <laughs> body shaming. You know the rest of it. Yeah. He did go on the L- subway little, diet. Little people like Jared <laughs> again, contentious <laughs> topic. Yes. So yes. Yeah, I, I don't oh, think they'd run run one of those there. movies this time. So. No, yeah, you can't get away with anything these days, can yeah, you? Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's look at that. The middle middle of the standings there: mm-hmm. Pelicans, Clippers, Mavs, Warriors, T Wolves, Suns. Yep. Of them, we expect probably the Warriors to to make a charge. Yep. Mm. Steph, so. a little bit of a naughty boy, pegging his fucking COVID infested mouth guard into into this into the stand. Well, uh, Not you, too much. Have you seen? He's only been ejected three times, and all three times have for been mouth, for mouth guard related. And so. it's such a flimsy mouth guard. Like if I if I'm a fan and I get hit by Steph Curry's mouth guard, I'm going put that in my fucking pocket. <laughs> eBay, bro. eBay, on, yes. EBay. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> 
I swear, bro, it's Steph. Serious. <laughs> Don't mind the shit underbite that looks exactly like my mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, there's not much in that. They sh- they surely climb. You'd think yeah. that Mavs team with with Luca uh, playing the way the, the way They'll that he does. Yeah. So, look, let's let's not ride too much King Dick no. at, at at this stage. Yeah, and you know, keep going down. Like even back down to the Lakers. Like there's still there's still a lot of yeah. They're a little bit low, but they well, with AD rolling his ankle that, first uh, game back. That's probably a big caveat. Yeah, with no AD, um, that'll well, be very very difficult for. Made it back into the game today. I thought he he returned it, in that game. Uh, he might. I, I think he's been sitting though. I don't think he's played recently. Can you look up today? Yeah. He might be managed. He might be the old D to D. Day to day. Well, they, they might be limiting his minutes as well. Um, uh, LeBron seemed ageless, still putting up forty burgers like it's anything else. What does he need? Hundred and thirty points. Yeah, somewhere, so, somewhere, somewhere between one hundred and one hundred fifty. He's very close. It should happen before the next pod. We're going to pod in two weeks. We have a wedding next week. I have a wedding next week. Um, I'm not getting married per se. Uh, 117. I'm, <laughs> I'm attending 117. Yeah, you'd think he, he probably does that before our next podcast. Yeah. We're he only needs two yeah. or three games. And three at the most, I'd say. And then uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith can fucking suck his jollar off. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of old Dutch run over those. How days. can you hate the man? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, if you want to say Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James, fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. No arguments. Like, no arguments. You're about to say shit. But, to, yeah, just shit on the bloke consistently and say, oh, he only went to Miami and had this supporting yeah, cast. Yeah, he, he only won and, because and of blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It gets old pretty quick, I yeah. reckon. He's still an elite talent. So it'd be better than elite. He's he's arguably the best basketball player of all time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like this season, like in his current form, he's still an elite player. Like even he's at the age, just about thirty nine. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how what happens was it next year or the year after when he tries to play with his sons and how that all works um, mm. and where he's going to end up to make that all happen. But yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting because I think he's mm. got a year. He's got to do a. Do they also have to do a one-year mandatory college and then he can come out? Because uh, I think not. No, no that, there's nothing that's come to Australia, play ball for a year, and then head back over. Wollongong Hawks, Illawarra. Excuse me, Illawarra Hawks. Yeah. Yep. No, there's nothing. LeBron came straight out of high school. Did he? I thought they were, they had a mandatory. Yes, he year. did. <laughs> anyway, I think he well, I got did. I think they've changed the rules since then. Because I think that's why. Because isn't that why Ball came down here and played for a year? And because he instead of playing for a year in college, because they got to do a year, I'm sure it's a year. Okay, these days maybe might be maybe different to back in the day. But the, there used to be a bunch of them that used to come out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they changed it so they could keep these guys and NCAA could make all the fucking money they wanted. Yeah. Back to something we do know. AD played 30, just under 34 minutes today. So his ankle's fine. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> Can't go straight from high school anymore. Thank you, Trent. Rule change. So, uh, so Bronny, I think, will. Uh, uh, have to spend a year in college. Or the Illawarra Hawks. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll come here, yeah. Need a year in college or professional before going to the NBA. Bottom down there, beside the Lakers, we probably think playing Scroll for... Down, Jimmy? Uh, we got Spurs and Rockets there. Oh, they're, they're done. <laughs> playing for, <laughs> for draft picks? Yeah, definitely, they're done. All right. Have you got this sound bite uh, lined up? Oh, we have an NRL. Oh, yeah, it's just that, you. You just do it if you want. No, it's... All right. I think we've got it though. Well, what are we doing? You press it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is literally my voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that time of the year. Rugby league is just around the corner. <laughs> it's yeah, um, silly season. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. It's the, the end dumb. of silly season. Oh, well, I've had this discussion with my wife. And we're, I, we're into I've, dumb shit season for the NRL. Then. Yeah, well, well, I tend to say silly season's probably end, end of January. And then sometimes she's like, well, no, it's you've tried to tell me that Anzac Day is the end of fucking silly season. I go, oh, there's a few months in between there. Uh, regardless, the, the big story coming out of the NRL is that the Rugby League players... Association is having negotiations regarding a combined bargaining agreement and they have been doing or refusing rather to do media um, in yeah. the lead up. Yeah, that, that's, your understanding around this? that's their protest essentially. So they're uh, all the teams essentially are heavily into preseason training, uh, getting ready. So, of course, uh, you know, trying to promote the league, the media is in every team's. Uh, training camp trying to get sand bites, etc. And I think almost all the teams across the league are boycotting it. So mm. the, the players uh, are not fronting the media um, because they don't have a CBA in place. Um, they're a bit pissed off with the NRL for announcing the salary cap uh, for the season mm-hmm. uh, saying like, how can you announce the salary cap when you haven't got a CBA in, pros, in place? Mm-hmm. Um, so Clinton Newton, I believe, is... Yeah, he's the chair of the... Association. Said, yeah, he's, he's never been involved in, in negotiations. It's gone this long um, and, you know, a bit disappointed in the whole process, I believe, with uh, the way it's kind of been played out and the way, I guess, what the players uh, have been, the position they've been put into. And then um, uh, the, the media side of it, you've got the quote there, they've got 160 players on standby in the US to come over. May I, yeah, hang on. May what's, I. what's this sound? Well... <laughs> yeah. It's not a fart. It's the the, the, the back end of the of the bottle of yeah. mayo. If if you followed the if you followed the <laughs> NFL um, and their CBA negotiations, uh, the media will always try to make the players out to look bad because mm. uh, mm-hmm. it's in the owners' interests to get the best deal in for them. Um, so, uh, which really works. You, you get the you get the the casuals. You get all the fans involved, and like, oh, they're being greedy. They don't want to play. Um, so it kind of puts it poorly in their court. But realistically, on the other side of it is uh, the players are usually in the right. They, what they're asking for, uh, was it better medical cover, uh, more support for the lower tier players, um, and that goes across leagues and across genders, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or the, and want a CBA for the women's players as well so they get their fair share. Uh, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Like, well, that's, that's, let's, that's excellent. <laughs> let's go through those points. So currently, uh, under the, the current CBA, mm-hmm. if they need a surgery post Retirement. It has to be done within twelve months of retiring. So you saw a bloke like um, Andrew Fafita. Mm-hmm. He had to have like six surgeries after he retired, yep. all within that twelve month window, because that's all he would be covered for. Yep. And if you've played 10, 12, 15 years of rugby league yeah, football, got chronic knee injuries, and it's it's obviously it's going to take a toll on your body and rehabbing different joints. You're thinking that's going to take longer than twelve months, in my uneducated yep. opinion. Surely they can – look, you probably don't want to have lifetime cover because then people can milk it and they say, well, oh, you know, that you know, I, I slipped off a ladder and it's because of I played in the rugby league. Yeah, but, but, but if they just were to agree, say, five years after the NRL or, or three years after the NRL, uh, we I'd pay for it? I'd say just do what the NFL does with their, their retirement fund. Like, and I think that covers them for life because I think, you know, shoulder reconstructions, knee reconstructions, the things that might come in your 50s, mm. um, but you've got your wear and tear on your body from playing in the NRL, uh, I think definitely gets to be involved in that. And that's why they just create a fund and then you – it's essentially 
um, yeah, private health insurance, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, or universal healthcare is what they've created, I, uh, which is, which is for the players and just across the board for what the players need to help them out. Um, I like I like where your head's at there. I think that's very altruistic to think that the yeah. NRL would be concerned about their players for life. Oh, yeah, the no, NRL doesn't care. But from a business sense, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I, I don't think it'll be in, in this one either, but I think that's you know that's what they're trying to push for is, uh, you know, more support. Yeah, you're expecting us to have a gladiator sport and yeah, exactly. essentially, uh, potentially, um, you know, throw away uh, long-term health uh, for your spectacle. Um, you should support us long-term. The counter argument would be: it's a free country. You can choose whatever you do. Um, if you don't like the wear and tear that the NRL takes on your body, um, also true. But then go, NRL, go go be a a teacher. Yeah, but also true. The NRL might have a problem with young fellas coming into the sport if if there's there's not a, a you know good stream of them. supply and demand. That, exactly. Yeah, that, mums and dads would be like, oh, uh, my kid might have <laughs> long term brain <laughs> injuries. Uh, you know, I don't want to deal with all the concussions and all that other stuff. Like, I think um, dementia and Alzheimer's is probably yeah. going to be be more of a problem long term. Um, you saw, you know, Mario Fennec on on sixty minutes. Exactly. Fuck, it's horrible. It's yeah, like exactly. CTE is horrible. Yeah, and I mean, that's yeah. and that's where the players should have a bargaining chip to say. Look, we, we understand these risks. We take these risks on board. We know that we play in a physically demanding sport. Yeah. However, we deserve some sort of uh, remuneration because of undergoing yeah. that yeah. risk. Either remuneration or support long term. Like it's, it's yeah, or both. Or, yeah, or both. both. Or both. Yeah, the, exactly. The NRL is killing. Like crowd numbers aren't, aren't going good. But in terms of TV deals and TV viewership, the sport's as popular as it's ever been. Well, I'd, I'd say. That State of Origin and like the, the the premier games are, I'd say some of the viewership for some of, not many people are tuning in for, you know, a Tigers game, a Camp Raiders game. Um, That's true. Uh, it, yeah. It's, I, I think they still need to do more if they want to have the longevity of the sport. Um, and I've, I will, selling it to mums and dads is probably the main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's kind of, well, it's the, the diehard kind of, I guess, nature if you use the NFL again as a comparison with the high school, the college, the systems, the you know, the kind of how they get you to buy into not just the sport but also the career journey and what it means for the families involved. I think it's very different than yeah, but I also cultures are the American culture and yeah, American the Australian culture is, is different. It's very 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 different. Yeah. So uh, me- so medical cover post career, can we agree that the NRL they should have something. Well, and the NRL probably goes numbers. tick, 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 tick. We'll make that. We'll go three or five years, maybe, or, or perhaps ten years. Well, they're no, I don't. They're not going to do a lifetime. Uh, I think the problem is for any of it is just like, well, how how's the NFL going to cover and pay for it? They've been cutting costs left, right, and centre to try and stay afloat and make money. Mm. Um, and I think reportedly in the park of say fifty mil is what they made last year. Um, but you know, trying to support the thousands of players for however long. Um, is expensive. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I think the NFL will push hard not for that one. NRL. NRL, sorry. What did uh, I say? NFL twice. <laughs> <laughs> NRL, I think, I think, yeah, I think they'll tick off and say it's three years or, or five years. Mm. All right, second demand uh, is that lower tier players to be better remunerated. Uh, there's people that are that train with the, with the teams. Essentially, it's close to being... 
in the full squad and uh, your your salary is around about 30 or 40 grand. Um, again, that, we talk about supply and demand. The demand is here. Yeah, we well, love we uh, love watching rugby league. So, uh, I, I, so I, I, don't, I don't know if the supply of elite talent is right, is there. Yeah, so mm. it'd be interesting because the, the men's minimum is 80 to 100K. I know it's been 80 for at least the last decade, so it's it's been pretty low. For that me. has to go up. What The AFL's like 130. If you make yeah. if you make a 30-man a, a squad in the AFL, I, I think you're on 130, 140 grand. Yeah, I'm just trying to see because I think – because that's minimum for like your top 30 um, in the playing the team. But mm. then it's also – you get a whole bunch of guys that come around the squad, like you said, um, that might not make that 30 but are involved in the process. A lot of guys that play, um, you know, in the cup leagues that then get called up and might mm. play only three or four games of NRL in the year but then get paid fuck all for it. So, um, yeah, which I think probably goes in the, the training wages and match fees for those guys that aren't on your regular 30 list that have mm. to do it. You know, how do we support them? And then how does that feed through into the cup leagues and hopefully make them better because, yeah. Um, yeah, for you know, for those guys, uh, say Nico Hines, classic example for those dudes that play in and don't get really break in until they're 27, 28. How do you keep them in the game until they're ready to hit their prime and actually be in a top 30 team squad team list for, for their career? So, because um, you have a lot of guys that maybe have that talent that are 21, 22. And they just say, fuck this, like, oh, I could go do a trade right now and secure mm-hmm. my future mm-hmm. and and just give it up. And well, I know that I've got I've well, got a safe, secure well, future. How, how many are also doing a trade and then yeah. you're probably only giving 50-50 to each one? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, yeah, if they could be able to focus on one, they would be able to make a roster. But they're because they're, you know, they're working seven seven to five and then they do training afterwards like they can't yeah yeah, they can't really like focus themselves and and that's where the old school mentality comes in and go oh well we used to do that you know the the, the players in the 80s all used to have a trade well and that's probably the recent chat is all those dudes coming out going oh they're greedy you know why just sign it and come on start playing you're greedy but i think what they're asking for is is not greed i think it's reasonable yeah you're saying on on all accounts i think all those old dinosaurs uh need to go Jump back in their box. Become oil and fuck off. <laughs> Watch out for the next comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, CBA for women's players. Again, the probably the 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 litmus test, the um, the direct comparison is the AFLW. They got a combined bargaining agreement yeah. last year for eighteen teams, and the NRL is just asking for ten. I think the TV ratings per game leans towards the NRLW compared to the AFLW, so they've got a leg to stand on there. And I think they're not asking for much. They just want, like, you know, to be covered if they get in. So if you do your – Same thing, average wage, protection, guarantee. If you do your ACL and you're playing NRLW, you know, making sure the next 12 months of your rehab you have an income. Like, I don't think that's unrealistic to, you know, or or unreasonable to ask for. Otherwise they're on contract and it's basically like the UFC. So if you – Yeah, oh, you're injured. injured, Too bad. See ya. (laughs) You're not getting paid anymore. So, yeah, you – uh, I think so. I, if if you want those leagues to last long term, they got to be supported. So, um, if you want mm. same same point, if you want the women to be in the sport and playing regularly and to improve the quality of sport, they need support to be able to do it. And then the counter argument again is, well, you're not bringing in the money that the men do. So if you do your ACL, tough luck, um, yeah. pay for your own rehab. And I think. Yeah, but if you want the league to continue, exactly, and you, <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to die. Well, you're probably going to have to run it. 
run at a loss for, for, for quite some yeah. time. But I think the AFL, the, the men have said, we're happy to subsidise. Yeah. And we talked about the NBA just before. That's essentially, you know. Yeah, well, the, the WNBA hasn't made money in its entire existence. But it's 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 there. You know, you, mm. you, you're probably going to take that hurt and you might take that hurt for another couple of decades, but you're trying to build it. Like you, you're not going to get a new league stood up and it's going to be amazing on yeah. day dot. Yeah, and, um, and when it comes to, you know, being looked after if you're injured, yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. No. You've, you've got a daughter, I've got a daughter, they're only yeah. young. But as a father, you know, and, and you know, if you Yeah, we're going to say, fuck that shit, go play tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're sending your girls off to play contact sport. Yeah. I think the, the least that you could expect uh, as a father would, would be the league to to at least look after them if they're injured. Yeah, I agree. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think, obviously... Do, is, the, there, is there a deadline? Cause it probably is. I think, as well, it's a lot of hyperbole. I think... I think you know, all these headlines of this season might not go ahead and we've got all these 160 players on standby. Yeah. Well, I think that's important what Jimmy's just highlighted there because the first game's on the 11th of February. Which is no, Indigenous All-Stars. Currently, no plans to boycott it. I don't think they'll boycott this game because mm. of the the what it means, I guess. The cultural well, importance. Exactly. Uh, come week one, if there's no uh, CBA in place, maybe, uh, I don't think, mm, preseason games, maybe not, but we've seen in the NFL, uh, if there's nothing signed, then they won't show up. So... Maybe no preseason games. Maybe a slow start the season. Hopefully not. Hopefully it'll get sorted out by then. And that's probably the deadline would be, um, you know, the week after that when they start preseason games. So probably late February is what I'm it's feeling. Not, it's not far off. It's not far off. So no, they're no, going to no, have to get it moving. So hopefully there's some heads at some tables that are brighter than these three heads, and and they and they get it done. Because yeah. well, they got lock in. That the NFL did the same thing. Get everyone in a room. They lock them in for. Uh, have someone mediate, they lock them in um, and try to nut out a uh, contract that they can all, or bargaining agreement we're talking here uh, and they all, can all agree to it. So, yeah. So that was, when's that article? Yes. Okay, cool. So maybe next week. Maybe yep. we'll get a result by the next week. Mm. Fingers crossed. It'll be important. It'll be really interesting because I don't think we've had a labour stoppage for a sporting league in Australia no. in a very Ever? long time. Ever? Maybe the the league split. Um, yeah, we had ninety. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't really a, uh, a work stoppage, but it ended there was up a, a splitage. Uh, yeah, Super, Super League year. We're talking ninety seven. Yeah, a disgruntle in essentially money and pay, and who the, the the big clubs and small clubs not happy, so split it off. Um, we were only young when that when that was going. Oh, on. and you talk to the old fellows that lived through. Well, you know, followed the sports through that, and I said it was shit. Like it was terrible for both. Very lucky that the, the league survived and they were able yeah. to come back to crack the NRL um, when they did. So uh, a, a league split would probably kill uh, the NRL, I reckon, uh, which would be dumb. I don't think they'd do that. Work stoppage more likely, but hopefully it doesn't impact uh, the start of the season, but we'll see. I think it's much ado about nothing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. Let's talk some players moving uh, so Stephen Crichton uh, has has put pen to paper. It seems Agreed. to to go from Penrith to the Bulldogs at the end of the twenty twenty three season. Last year with the Panthers. Last year with the Panthers, uh, you know, gunning to to go three in a row. Uh, can he play fullback at an elite level? I'd say so. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're gonna. I'm not sure they're gonna try someone this year who wasn't their fullback last year. Was it Hayes? 
Parnham. I think he's a p- ex eel. Can you? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think no, I think I think it's him, and he, and I think he might be coming off a off a serious knee injury as well. Yeah. Uh, but but this year aside, uh, Stephen Crichton, I think would would be chomping at the bit to to go get some fullback money mm-hmm. and join his ex teammates in uh, in Matt Burton and Viliami Kickow. Yeah, I think that's definitely the chat there. Where do you see the dogs? If Crit is playing one, and and you've you've brought in. Uh, you know Burton and seen how how well he played this year, and then you're bringing in the locks of Reed Marnie and and Viliami Kikau. You'd think they'd be a reasonable outfit. Yeah, oh, I th- they improved last year. I think they'll improve again this year, uh, and by all accounts, they'll improve again in the following year. The question I have is still who plays seven. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they know. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure if they can maybe take. Uh, you know, be be a finals contender without um, a solidified seven. So yeah, time will tell. Uh, and which is interesting because I think they said today they are dropping out of the Moses um, contract uh, chat. Mm. So it's now down to Eels and Tigers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Flanagan might have something to say. Yeah, if he gets some love, then get some love. He needs some love. Come in, come on their podcast. We can give you some love, Cole. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he looked good in the games that he played mm. this year. Yeah. Get a bit hard done by media and I guess, yeah, coaching staff at the time. But then you know, new coaching staff, um, the former Panthers assistant coming across. You know, Gus Gould's doing there, weaving his magic, getting all these guys. And I think that's probably the elephant in the room that needs discussing. Mm-hmm. The impact of Gus Gould oh, has been substantial mm-hmm. for that yeah. club. Yeah. You can say what you like about the bloke in terms of his commentating, and if you think well, it's a little bit, I think I think it or, really helps that he's come. Penrith are you know top at the peak of their powers, and now he's got relationships with those guys and stealing them. So yeah, yeah I think that definitely helps the situation. Come play Frankie Gus. Yeah, exactly, and we'll we'll reward you with some of uh, some cash too. So uh, it definitely plays into it. Like if he if the Panthers were wooden spooners and <laughs> they'll come across, it's probably a different story, but. Mm. Um, yeah, it definitely helps that he's got relationships with the club that's, uh, you know, best in league at the moment. Pretty remarkable for one bloke to have that kind of influence over, yeah. you know, young men and, yeah. and well, uh, p- playing in a in a in a gladiator sport. Yeah, wait until you know. Same thing for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will do well, um, mm. probably because Wayne Bennett's Uncle there. Wayne. Yeah, you, you, the the Bennett mystique, um, and yeah, I've I've really. From what I've seen, the the squad they've kind of put together for the Dolphins and add a little bit of Wayne, I think they'll be good. I don't think they'll be as bad as people think. Um, my concern is probably more with the Dragons. They've yeah. Well, we, we, we can get into that when we <laughs> when, know, we, when we I preview think this season. Might, I think Dragons might be spoon favourites, bro. They they really haven't recruited anyone, and they've got young talent that wants out the door. And um, we've 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 lost two blokes already to yeah. to a. a, uh, a a serious stomach condition and, uh, and a bloke swinging and, a and hammer. That's actually a really uh, another dude that probably can't have a beer. We should shout a beer for because um, mm. yeah, he's going to miss miss the whole the season. whole season. Yeah, and we're talking yeah. about Cody Ramsey. Yeah, career at risk. Uh, you know, Dragons. It's all Ben Hunt. If ben Hunt misses any games. I think they're fucked. He was very good. He was very good last year. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe a gentleman. You know, last year I said gentleman's tenth. Maybe gentleman's fourteenth. <laughs> yeah. You know, just not last, bro. Just not last. <laughs> Not we'll, we will discuss that I'm here uh, for it, in, in a few I, weeks' time. I can't time. wait for a dragon spoon just for you too. Oh, no, no. 
let's let's we'll discuss in a few weeks. I don't want to think about it for a few, for a few weeks. Let's get through Australia and India, yeah, and then yeah, then, true, true. then we can do that. Uh, so another news: Marty DePaul got a lifeline uh, yeah. from the uh, Brisbane Broncos, so he'll go there on a one-year deal, um, help out Payne Huss. So that's a bit of a good get there. Um, Thoughts around that as a quasi Broncos fan? Yeah, oh, I've. I've think that's you know he's good size he kind, kind good of size. yeah massive size um mm. you know the whole shit show that was the end of the manly season you yep. wanted out um you know he's just an aging talent uh, maybe turns the ball over more than you'd like but i think the role coming off the bench might suit him a lot better he's, he's also not that old he's 32 yeah he's obviously you know one of the strongest men in in the NRL. Uh, again, he's not going to go there and and you know. It doesn't well. I think that's have to take on the role that Pat Carrigan or, or Tom Flegler or the likes takes on. But yeah, a little bit of impact and plays. You know, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, mm. fucking half an hour off off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I think is perfect. Will fit him perfectly. Mm. Just a few fun stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Got, I think it's Master Chef. Sorry, I, I read the last one. Keep going. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm not a big fan of reality TV if, if you guys have never sort of... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know MasterChef and I know the Frenchman you... Manu Fidel. That's yes. a, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a French chef. Yes, he's been on a lot of different shows. He's on, actually... Is it MasterChef? No, no, he's not. He's he's on. Well, look, I'm on. He's on that home cooking show. You know, they show up to the their house and cook. Um, Ready, steady, cook. Yeah, no, oh, he was on that one. Yes. <laughs> was he? He was on that. That's one. when you used to have a sick day as a, as a kid. You know, you <laughs> fake one, then you'd be like, oh fuck, it's ten o'clock. What am I putting on? And Ready, steady, so cook comes on. on. You know, yeah. the capskin and the yes, tomato. He, he wasn't on that. He was on Channel Seven for whatever their home. You know, they show up and you cook in your own house, um, and th- they'd be the judges. Uh, he was that. I know you're talking about that. Cooking yeah. in your own house. Yeah, Australia. Australia's got talent. Yeah. Master Chef. Ma- yeah, Master wasn't Chef. okay. So he's so on Master Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I think my it. kitchen rules. Uh, oh, my kitchen, my kitchen rules. rules. That's how you're thinking there of. There you go. Yeah. Not ready, steady, cook. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready, steady, cook. I know he definitely was. I've watched plenty of episodes. Tomato versus. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sick days. Yeah. A lot of sick days. Oh, jeez. I think they had one point. They had it on at like three thirty. So three thirty to four o'clock time slots. So uh, premium, right? Right after school, getting yeah. out, of, out of school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, funny. Uh, well, there is a reason behind this story. Yes, he's young fella. Yeah, he's young blokes playing South under nineteen. So, who would have thought from uh, Let you him know cook. from uh, uh, souffle or you know uh, duck. Well, he's probably been, he's probably been well fed, bro. He's yeah. made sure he's had all his proteins. He's what about my, my two brain cells trying to communicate with each other? They're trying to come up with two French dishes. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was hard. Li- that would have been hard listening. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, son of Manu Fidel is uh, is playing uh, for for South Juniors, so keep an eye on him. And uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of sad if you're a rugby fan. Uh, England rugby has. Uh, come out in this week saying that tackling above the waist is going to be banned in their in their grade levels. I think uh, on an international level and their top tier, obviously, uh, going to keep tackling as as people have been tackling for 150 years. Um, I suppose it's a concussion concern. Yeah. However, uh, you said something 
pertinent, I thought, in the in the group text. Uh, has well, anyone ever been yeah. knocked out by a knee or a hip to the head? Yeah. I would say that's probably the majority of people getting knocked out. So yeah. limiting people to just tackling below the waist doesn't seem like a, a quick fix I, to the I, concussion issue. I actually think for the NRL, and I can't remember the NRL fan site that did the analytics on it, it's like a 40 to 30% split. Like it's 40% we high. Sp- we high spoke about it yeah. at, at your house in, in the old yeah. studio. And it's like 30% knees. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it's... It's like across the board, you can get you put your head in the wrong spot, you, you can get knocked out. Sure, um, I think below the waist, when you think about it, is kind of silly because if you want to usually hit the dude in the belly, which is above the waist, so and a lot of that, like, I don't, like, I don't, obviously, we don't watch a lot of rugby yeah. per se, but you've seen the way that league's gone, uh, recently. It's I think this would be a great rule for the rugby league because you get none of those. Three men around the top. Like well, hold that's, them that's up the way that play the game's gone. That, <laughs> yeah. that stand up and yeah. wrestle yeah. and go in, you know, two or three. Yeah, two, one. Ho- two hold them up and the third and one comes and Exactly, and you've seen a bit of the head clash coming in and yeah. obviously you still see someone go low and, and hit their head on a hip. Yeah. I, just don't, I, I just don't see what kind of reasonable thinking or, or, or thought process yeah. or logic has gone into this as a way to reduce yeah. concussion. It, 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 and I don't think it has because um, I don't think it makes sense. Uh, the best way to tackle and the way I was taught, it's, it's pube to pube. So uh, armpit, armpit to the top of your pubes. Which, which pubes are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, the, the top of your pubes and then your armpit pubes, mm. that's your tackle box. That's mm. where you should be hitting blokes because that's, that's kind of the softest spot. You're trying to stay away from knees and away from shoulders. So, um, mm. uh, you know, that I think is to me is more of a preference than – yeah, if, well, I get the. If you want, rule out everything um, above the shoulders. That to me makes a lot of sense. Um, you don't want to get whacked in the chops, but uh, below the waist, I think is you gone too low, um, too low mm. in that sense. Because yeah, knees knees are bad. And who was it? I think there's a rugby dude during the week that got copped a big knee um, as well and got knocked out. Mm. Um, uh, which you know, this rule would not fix. Uh, would he probably make it just as likely, if not worse? What have you got, Monks? Do you got the story there? Uh, yeah, i got bits of the story. So the legislation would cover um, all community games, so club, school, college, universities, um, at both age grade and adult levels, um, covering national one divisions and below so that's the men's. So it seems that's drastic. That's drastic change there, isn't it? It's it's essentially anyone that's not playing professional rugby or playing for England. Yeah, and the other yeah, yeah. which mm-hmm. would cause a massive, I guess issue with long-term development of players like because it's, it's you'd be fundamentally changing the game as at a, at a grassroots level you're changing the technique of, of tackling yeah, yeah I, so and i don't th- and the other thing uh in that percentage is like a lot of it is head clashes with defenders if you yeah yeah friendly yeah. fire if you make it all below the waist they're all in the same area yeah. so that yeah. again yeah. that's a, I narrowing guess that, that zone where people can yeah. mm. uh, f- you know that it's another way that you're taught if you if you're tackling two of you one of you should be going I'm going low and one's going high there's a high low um, for mm. that reason like I'm trying I'll hit him across the chest you hit him across the waist uh, so you keeping yeah. your heads away from each other because if you go low, both go low, just go straight around and oh. whack your heads. And how, how often do you see that? Yeah. As, as fans of the NRL, you know, you, uh, you see that, that friendly fire, both have gone around the hips and they both kind of wrap around. And uh, Nathan Friend, I think, was classic for that. He, he got yeah. planted, didn't he? Motors of his concussions, I think, were in that kind of frame, um, going low and, yeah, either copying a knee or going around the side and hopping it. To me, it kind of seems short-sighted from guy from probably 
uh, decision from those that maybe haven't done enough research into that. Yeah. So on that, um, they uh, rugby football union did come out with a statement saying that there's a lot more discussions to have yeah. a lot of grassroots um, level teams or yeah, if you really clubs, want, if you uh, want to make it that safe, just it's flag yeah. football. Bro. Just <laughs> put, put the Oz tags on the South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> The old bubble football. Yeah. That's it. Time um, will tell if this is going to be, you know, implications in the future and, and the future of that sport yeah. as, a, as a whole. Because yeah. to me, I don't want to sound too drastic, but this sounds like the beginning of the end yeah. for, for me. Well, yeah. I mean, without... Oh, it's good for us, though. If, if England, Yeah, well, no. If England <laughs> sucks at rugby, it still helps us. Uh, <laughs> possibly. What other rule change would you have that would sort of solve this problem? Well, do you penalise... Um, high shots a lot more heavily. Yeah, they, they are very, very strict on high shots anyway. Like and they, and they, to they the point where it's all, almost over the top already. Yes. Mm. You know, where the incidentals, uh, you know, we, we've seen in the little rugby that we watch, uh, mm. you know, you kind of scratch your head that we saw that in a few of the Wallabies games last year where it, it changes the well, outcome of a game. We've got the, uh, the rugby sevens that was played recently on mm. the TV at the moment. There was actually live. Uh, actually live. There was a yellow card in one of these the other day um, and it was a head clash, but the person had gone, in, the tackler defender had gone in at the, in at the waist um, but the attacking player had also ducked down and they essentially just both bent over and headbutted each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the defender, though with right technique, still got the yellow card. Um, yeah, it's... Mm. It, well, I suppose... It, it's a tough sport and it's hard to... In, you know, we're talking seconds, millisecond decisions on mm. technique and things like that. It's, you're going to have accidents and mistakes happen. That's mm. just part of pastoral football. Mm. Um, we could talk about this forever, but you also made a good point, like... Even if they change that rule, so you have to tackle from the waist down, like that doesn't stop the um, ball carrier from ducking or changing their point of impact as well to create a penalty or something like that. Yeah, so it's just waiting to some blokes like running on his knees because he's like, you can't tackle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's going to open up a whole other can of worms in terms yeah. of. Yeah. Sportsmanship uh, versus let's, gamesmanship. Let's finish off the rugby union section. Uh, Eddie Jones uh, did come back. Uh, is now the Australian coach. Yeah. Got a five-year mm. deal, so he will take us into the next World Cup. Uh, but that was about it. Let's talk some round ball here. Mm-hmm. We actually have any? They got eliminated during the week from whatever t- cup they were playing in. Who are you talking about? Uh, Ronaldo and. Um, Al Nasser, is it? Oh, Saudi. Saudi sorry, I wasn't up to date. <laughs> Saudi, Saudi yeah. football cap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was Saudi cap. They were playing in some uh, tournament over there and they got eliminated. But anyway. You can chase that one up. Uh, as per our discussion a few weeks ago when we said, is it worth the money? Well, on an individual level, For may, us, no. maybe, but on a, on a legacy level, no, because who gives two fucks? Yeah, I, I think I saw they're up to like 15 mil followers on Instagram. So uh, yeah, we're doing a job, isn't well, it? That's, that's a job he's been over there for. So. FA uh, Cup has been this weekend, so no EPL. Uh, City knocked out Arsenal, which is going to be interesting because yeah. of that's the, you know, Arsenal sitting in one, City sitting in two in the league. Uh, does that give them a mental advantage? Do they know, well, we can beat this team? Yeah. Are we are we the best team in the in the in the league? Uh, time will tell. Lots of draws, a lot of, a few yawns really, um, in the FA Cup over the weekend. Let's talk about the EPL last weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Erling Haaland, he continues to impress. He had uh, another hat-trick against Wolves. That gets him to 25 goals in 19 games. That gets him nine clear of Harry Kane. And uh, the big other sort of result from last weekend was Arsenal beating my Manchester United 3-2 to at the Emirates. Um, Marcus Rashford actually has the most goals in the EPL since the World Cup. Mm-hmm. With nine from nine starts, interesting him and uh, and uh, Bukaya Saka going um, up against each other in this one. They were the two blokes that missed those pens against Italy in uh, in the Euros, and there was all that yeah. s- social media noise slash racism uh, yep. direct directed at them, and both have only come back stronger. So it's it's good to see that's that uh, on an on an individual level. As a United fan, um, fuck you, sucker, and fuck you, <laughs> Arsenal. You know, uh, but but uh, no, joking aside, it's good to see them. You know, because they're both young when they're taking the, those penalties, and that's a uh, immense pressure to 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 put on a young man. Um, and obviously, you know, they've they've come away better footballers because of it. So it's good to see. We got to, if we're talking APL, we got to talk about Newcastle mm-hmm. and uh, the impact of, of a, again a little bit of oil money coming in. Short. Where, where are they sitting at the moment? Fourth, still fourth. Yeah, fourth, I believe. If you wouldn't mind bringing that one up, um, they actually have the most clean sheets kept in the EPL. Nick Pope is their keeper. Uh, he's kept twelve clean sheets last I saw. Uh, that's three more than Gunners and four more than United. Uh, definitely doing uh, some things right up there, uh, up up the Geordie Shore. Uh, Monks has got the table there. So cool Gunners, Gunners uh, have a game in hand and sit five points clear of City. So you, one would think it's a two-horse race between those two uh, just past the halfway mark of the season. United um, actually sit below Newcastle yeah, in terms goal of difference. goal difference, which is massive, 22 mm-hmm. uh, for, for United. Your Only point, conceded 11. Yeah, yeah like we're talking about, that, yeah. defending very, very well. Um, so so it's those two with, with Spurs and Brighton uh, – Going into Fulham, Brentford uh, in pursuit, Liverpool and Chelsea already disappointed, probably with with their series. Liverpool uh, with should it, just with get relegated. <laughs> well, <laughs> talking about that's a, that's a good segue into Everton. We've sort of mm. alluded to it throughout the year. It's starting to become a real possibility. Yep. They're, they're four losses out of their last five, uh, with the other game being a draw. Frank Lampard he got the sack this week. Um, they're up for sale as well, so. Uh, well, the, the owner I think his names Yeah Farhad Mashiri I think he wants out mm. um, They were looking at Getting that um, uh, Now Dan Juma Over uh, He was like Saw the, sta- the state of the club He's like uh, Yeah uh, Whatever I put to paper Yeah you Put that through The fucking shredder yeah. <laughs> Both ways Thanks Burn that please <laughs> Yeah uh, I don't want to go there uh, And I think we've spoken about it In the podcast But it would be undoing What 80 years of history If they get relegated And it's starting to look More like a reality I did think I saw uh, Ryan Reynolds, his co-ownership in his... Wrexham, yeah. They're, they're top. <laughs> they're top. They're top. They're top so I think, are they top of four and they're going to go into third? I don't know. They're, Something like that, yeah. I need yeah. To, I've got that. My list of shit to watch yeah. is just keeps growing. I spoke about <laughs> yeah. the test earlier and how good it is and then, yeah. you know, you throw in the, you know, sprinkle a little bit of Yellowstone in there and fucking mm. White Lotus did a bit, yeah. you know. And <laughs> geez, it's hard to find the time, you know. Uh, but I'd love to watch that that uh, that Wrexham show with uh, with Ryan Reynolds, Van mm-hmm. Wilder, party liaison mm-hmm. throwback twenty years ago. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, Everton, Everton going down. I Re- think we finished on Everton. Wrexham going up. Wrexham yep. going up. Yes, yes. 
And uh, we have to mention, we, if we're talking football, we have to talk about the young Australian of the year in uh, our mobile. Uh, he uh, burst onto the scene as a Socceroo, scoring uh, a goal on his debut. I think he, he netted five times out of his first seven, something yep. along those lines. And he's picked up the Young Australian of the Year award during the week. Uh, Newcastle United's picked him up, although I think from there he's on loan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, over to Scotland, maybe Hearts. Mm. I think there's a few, few Aussies over there. Uh, that sounds about right. No, uh, that might be that might be another young Socceroo. Anyways, there, well, there's a bunch of Socceroos on loan that are playing in in Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. That aside, he's one confirmed has won Australian uh, of the young Australian mm. of the year. Um, so kudos to him. I think most of it coming out of his background. Yeah, uh, his story. Yeah, coming out of coming refugee across. camps yeah, exactly. and, and the rest of it. Um, I think of South Sudanese um, heritage. Yeah. Um, so, so kudos to you and uh, looking forward to, to following you. Uh, that's right. It's uh, he's, he's gone to La Liga, has he not? Um, so he's... Sparta Prague. Yeah, Sparta Prague on from, loan. From La Liga. Ah, okay. With an option to buy from the Liga side. We got sure. there. Yes. We threw out four countries, one six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> got there in the end. <laughs> Regardless, he's the young Australian of the year. Um, so so humble beginnings uh, as a refugee and then coming coming over here and, and getting his start uh, in the A-League and, and he's now doing a bit in Europe. And then speaking of mm. someone, a big sort of name coming over to the A-League is uh, Morgan Sch- uh, Schneiderlin, mm-hmm. um, currently in Nice, in in uh, in France, in Ligue 1, and formerly of Manchester United, central defensive midfielder fame. Uh, looks like the Wanderers have uh, have put pen to paper with him. So that's Just a bit good. of fun. It's yeah, good for the Wanderers. Yeah, it may not be Ronaldo, but uh, it's it's good. It's good. Going to keep uh, getting some uh, veteran talent, big names uh, coming down into to Australia soccer. Massive. Mm. That'll lead us into the final round. I'm going to go for a quick toilet break. I'll get you guys to introduce the light heavyweights. Mm-hmm. You scroll those notes down for me. And we also need a... You did it already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you took your headphones off. You didn't hear it. <laughs> it doesn't play if you don't have your headphones on. <laughs> oh. Uh, so UFC uh, yes. in boxing news. Let's start with UFC. So we didn't get to cover UFC two eight three last week, um, but I think mm. we'll cover probably. Oh, we can run through most of them. Um, so Hill has defeated uh, Tixera for the light heavyweight championship. Let's start there. Unanimous decision, um, fifty four to four. So he had one ten eight round in that. Uh, I watched this and definitely was the the better of the two. Um, Glover mm. had his moments, really tried for the takedown at points, but uh, Hill was uh, just too good, too good here. Um, now goes to 12-1, and one, has beaten Jimmy Crute, Johnny Walker, uh, Santos, and a Glover now. Uh, which interesting was he had lost to Paul Craig, who was his one loss there, um, but Paul Craig unfortunately got knocked out by Johnny Walker on the bottom of this um, card. So... Mm. Um, yeah, if he Craig had won that, he was probably in the conversation uh, there. I think he was ranked six or seventh or something, so would have been in that conversation. But Johnny Walker takes that spot. Um, Glover, though, yeah. uh, he retires aged 43. Um, uh, if 
his quote there, I think I'm too tough for my own good, uh, which is probably <laughs> true. He got beaten up and he had massive cuts above his eyes in this one. Uh, mm. He's 42 years now, had 20 years in fighting, 33 in nine overall. Uh, did win the Absolutely title, wild. of course, at 42, but been in some wars of late. Um, had some visa problems early in his career, but other than that, uh, was excellent. Ended up being a bit of a rough day, though, for uh, the Brazilians. Um, and we might come back and talk about the lightweight, heavyweight division when um, Pepe's back. Yeah, well, that is a, that is a big question. Yeah, it does open a very big question uh, for that division. Uh, but if we keep going, another loss for Brazil, unfortunately, with Figueiredo going down to Brandon Murillo uh, through a doctor mm-hmm. stoppage. Um, essentially, uh, closed their eye up. They thought maybe eye poke, illegal strike, but... Um, yep. If anything, the punch, the right, the right hand beforehand might have been a little bit open and might have caused, um, uh, you know, a bit of discomfort. But the yeah, left yeah, straight yeah. that hit him on the eye, which eventually closed, uh, was a close fist to me and looked, looked legit. Um, so yeah, figure out his eyes completely closed shut to the point he couldn't see. So the doctor mm. stop it. Win there for Brandon, uh, which will take their records to two one one with him in the lead and yes. Um, from that uh, figure who's 35 is going up a division. He can't keep making the 125. He's going to go to Bantaway at 135. Be interesting to see what yeah. he can do in that division, where th- whether he can make um, the improvements or what he needs to do uh, going in there to be competitive at 135 because that is a very tough division at the moment with Sterling, I think, um, waiting for... Uh, Henry Cejudo. So uh, plus O'Malley, yeah. plus Yarn, plus yeah, yeah. etc. So yeah, uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can go up there. But now you're back, Peppy. Light heavyweight division. Mm. Where do we think <laughs> it is? Four champs, two years. John Jones hasn't fought in three. Uh, has his fight booked as we mentioned with um, Garn in a couple of months' yeah, not, time? Not far. Uh, yeah. Bit of an aging division. Jan um, is 39, probably doesn't have long left. Um, what do we think? Do we think it's um, Petrarca and Hill? I think that's a chat. Um, there's been a – I'm not sure if you've seen the the, the meme. It's become a meme um, promo because yeah. uh, he did the one in the snow that he's, you know, he's coming <laughs> and then Hill did one in the snow. I saw uh, Bella Muhammad who uh, – where's he fight? Middleweight, welterweight. Welter, maybe. Welterweight did one as well. Like, they're just, you know, they've got snow about. They're in the snow and they <laughs> shoot the same <laughs> promo. But uh, interesting there. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the next fight, depending on Petrarca's. I'm saying that wrong. Petrarca. You're talking about the midfielder from Melbourne Demons. He's a bull. He's a bull. He's a bull. Where the Yuri is healthy enough. They've been in the chat about um, uh, Pereira, Alex Pereira, uh, from middleweight stepping up and after well, you know, revenge. Adesanya too has been yep. announced. Has been announced though. So, so you know whether that revenge fight there because of course he was in um, Tixera's corner. Mm. Uh, they trained together, so uh, which would be a very interesting fight. I think um, Alex probably wins that one. Uh, but they, he, as you mentioned, has been booked with Adesanya uh, with Israel for their rematch, which is in April, uh, which will be a high-quality fight because um, Israel was leading that fight uh, for most of it. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. So 
Yeah. Thoughts on the light heavyweight division? I think John Jones has left a, a massive Gaping hole. Yeah, a massive <laughs> hole in it. And it's kind of interesting because he, he essentially cleaned at that division, arguably the, the greatest fighter of all time. Uh you know, possibly some asterisks on it. Uh, but it's it's made it very interesting. Uh, over the last few years, it probably makes you appreciate how good John Jones was at, at striking and, and not letting people take I, him down. I think, yeah, the division's still catching up. I think it's the main thing. Mm. Yeah, like USC being the premier championship around, mm-hmm. having John Jones there has probably been a bit of a tr- detractor to up-and-coming fighters who... Mm. Would probably want to go to Bellator or UFC. I mean, yeah. not UFC. Uh, one maybe, but then Whereas, but then also it's just like you're a fighter. Yeah, or you know, the, the pinnacle the ego, is the UFC. The, yeah. e- the ego part of it as well is like I'm unbeatable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, or but John Jones has just been so good. Like I don't think it mattered. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Or would you see more fighters like trying to get into middleweight or heavyweight yeah. to try and avoid the light heavyweight division? I think maybe. Well, DC did it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Twice, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah. it. So I think with him sort of, I mean, obviously he's been out of the, out of the game for a while. Yeah. Uh, with Teixeira now retiring, depending on how Prohaka goes with his recovery, you might start seeing light heavyweight become a little more competitive because you haven't got that top tier fires. Yeah. You've got that second tier. Um, not that there are any slouches at fighting. I wouldn't want to go up against any of them. Let alone the fact that they've got... In like, light heavyweight. Yeah, let alone they've got 20, 30, 40 kilos on me. Um, <laughs> I, as your friend, wouldn't want to see you fight Brandon Marina. Uh, how, much <laughs> money, how much money are you making? Uh, well, that's a different story. Yeah. Jokes, um, jokes aside, it's opened the division way up. And, and yeah. you've got to talk about guys like Ankalaev and, and Rakic who are sitting there chomping their bit to, to have a go at nothing... Not to take away from what Jamal Hill has been able to achieve, but maybe one of uh, the weaker light heavyweight champions that we've seen in recent times. Yeah, the division yeah. Uh, needs to grow. Like they've, mm. Even all the way down to Johnny Walker there, like I said before, got a win on this card. Keep on walking, yeah, baby. You can see that you know he wouldn't be ready to take on a John Jones uh, in his prime, like for that mm. that kind of belt. Like I think the but would anyone? No, but something I don't. I think. The division as a whole needs to improve and try to catch up where the the distances where maybe John Jones has stifled it a little bit, mm. kind of like what happened mm. to Ronda where she was so dominant, but the division caught her up eventually. Yeah, the girls yep. got better and then they caught up with it, uh, and you see that with even with I'd say Aldo with featherweight that's probably a great great example. Um, the division kind of caught up to him, and then everyone else did as well, and the division's now um, mm. full full of killers. So mm. that, that's kind mm. of where we hope the blood heavyweight division goes. Mm. Uh, so the rest of the fights on this card, probably not a lot to write home about. Gilbert Burns did it easily, as did Jessica Andrade and their fights. Um, easy wins for them in this one. Um, Anthony Smith missed weight. It's probably the only other story uh, as the backup. Um, he, tr- I think, this tried cutting weight for like three days straight to try and lose like five pounds. So um, he had a bit of a ra- rough weight cut. Only missed it by a pound and a half. So mm. he tried, like he really tried. Um, he was only the backup in this in case anything happened to the first two. But um, yeah, just... Uh, I was just wondering how... He's actually a little bit younger than I, I had thought. He's 34. Yeah. So in my mind, he might have been a touch older than that. So, so probably but still has a few good years in him. Exactly. And in ranked six in this division, you can still uh, potentially uh, be involved, be impacted. Um, 
And as mentioned, UFC 287 got announced during the week. Looks pretty good. Uh, Burns, yeah. fresh off that win as well, mm. uh, will take on Masvidal. Um, uh, like personal uh, investment, would love to see Burns uh, clip Masvidal here, given uh, you know <laughs> yeah. uh, Masvidal's antics over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, agree. Um, we mentioned the the rematch already, um, so that's probably to- as a top there is a is a very very big big card. Um, welterweight, we got Kevin Holland coming back. Uh, he was injured, so he's a quick turnaround for him, which is good. And he gets a bit of an up and comer there, I think. In um, don't make me try and say Santiago Ponzinibbio uh, of yeah. uh, interesting ears fame. Yes, interesting ears fame. <laughs> so uh, that that looks like it'll be an interesting fight in the welterweight division. Um, so card building there for April 9th, and that's building out muscly. And other UFC news, Conor McGregor hit by a car on his bike the other day. So Is he okay? Okay, by all yeah. accounts. Um, uh, doesn't seem like he will suffer any ill effects. Some rumours, he and Tony Ferguson were offered to do um, the ultimate fighter as coaches. So, uh, well, yeah. you know, leading into them potentially having a bout, which would be interesting. That's not a bad, bad interesting light hair, lightweight fight. We'll see. Um, and I guess the only other news in the fighting world that's of interest, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury booked for the third time. Uh, they're doing an Abu Dhabi, um, which will help with Tommy Fury's visa issues because he couldn't get into the US. Um, so the, the Fury boys have um, – so he's, you know, uh, Tyson and his dad, John, I think, from memory, uh, basically said he, he's got to win, otherwise he's going to be disowned. Or they'll make him change his last name. So, did you see Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports and Joe mm. Rogan getting into it over no. Tommy Fury's ability to box? He, I actually was surprised that Jake's taller than him. So, yeah, he's big, yeah, yeah, like he's he's. And a, Portnoy was essentially saying on the biggest platform in the world that yeah. he's a scrub. Yeah, well, he hasn't fought recently, um, mm. and as you do in boxing, you probably. Uh, pad your record a little bit with scrubs yeah. uh, as you work your way into main kind of um, uh, pro pro boxing. I think it's intrigued for me. Like I haven't really bought into the YouTuber fighting kind mm-hmm. of realm, but mm-hmm. it's he's fighting someone his own age and his own size. It, yeah. it kind of with a boxing background. Is yeah, the main, it, the main it, it kind of it kind of for me as a, a as an admitted casual in the in the boxing. Yeah realm it, it kind of wanes a bit of interest more so than some of these other sort of celebrity fights against aging or yeah, undersized floyd mayweathers and, and the yes, like yes so i think floyd's actually got a another um exhibition fight coming up yeah as well. he, he'll bring that money <laughs> yeah, yeah he's not getting knocked <laughs> yeah. out but i think uh, so they had um uh, in-ring um standoff which i think was on the bellator just before the main main card on the bellator um fight because oh, maybe they were doing uh, – because Bellator does mixed martial arts and you're um, kickboxing now. Uh, uh, so I think it was a kickboxing ring they were doing the standing off on. So it was actually a, a rope ring, not a not a cage. That's the difference. Ring versus cage. Um, Tommy Fury had his shirt off, a bit of push and shove, got a bit physical. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I think Tommy's pull, Tommy was the reason for the other two both being cancelled. So we'll see. Hopefully. I, I think Jake's going to win, honestly, at this point. <laughs> Is there a date? Uh, yes. End of March? I think it might, might be February. February? When's it, when's it booked? It's it's soon. Like, it might even be six weeks away, which would be March. Which would be mid-March. I think you might. Uh, yeah, it's end of February. It's, yeah, end of it's Feb. end of February. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's very, very soon. 
So looking looking forward to the result of that. We'll we'll have to wait and um, see what happens. Speaking of February, big big month upcoming. Uh, obviously, Australia and India going to oh, duke it out. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about those NBA All Stars um, and s- some stacked uh, fights upcoming, and then rugby league and AFL just around the corner. So mm. never stops really in the in the wide world of sports. I suppose amongst tragics that are interested in in a in a bunch of them, it, it tends to <laughs> yeah. keep the good times rolling. Uh, thank you to anyone that has tuned in. Today, uh, to the pod, uh, whether you listen live and contributed some comments, we appreciate that. Or if you're listening to us on the tools or on the way to work this week, we appreciate the support. Uh, we won't be here next week, so we'll book in for a fortnight. That'll be just before Super Bowl. That'll be just before Australia and India duke it out uh, in the first test. Um, and, yeah, it, we we got to start looking at, at AFL and NRL teams, don't we? And have yep. to start yeah. uh, putting uh, putting uh, a few opinions and uh, and thoughts together regarding the upcoming footy seasons. Um, there's always a bit going on. Thank you uh, to anyone that's listened and supported the show. We appreciate it. We'll see you in two weeks' time. Until then, bye. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.